This week in league, for the first time in Sharks history, a story about gang rape was told where there were tears instead of high fives. Katoni Staggs calls for more leadership at the Broncos after Darius is unable to show him how to get a proper erection. Jerome Luai makes Penrith history by being the first Panther to boot a rat bag on the field. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 15 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 364 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Just let me uh, reposition the lozenge in my mouth. Um, firstly, uh, welcome to new listeners. I'll do the welcome to new listeners first uh, this week because I'm just noticing there's a lot of uptick on the chatter and uh, you know people wanting to get into the Facebook group and, and all that sort of thing. So I just thought, given that we must have a uh, an influx of new listeners, uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, welcome to new listeners, and especially welcome to repeat listeners, because it's out of everyone that was a new listener last week, some well, of you cunts were dumb enough to stick around for the second go. <laughs> yes, so yes, and, and of course, welcome to the welcome to the diehard, welcome to the faithful, and uh, the oldies. A big week, a big week for uh, Brisbane Broncos news. So <laughs> let's get into uh, uh, this one. I, I swear, I mean, it's we look, we, we, we speak about it in disbelief every time it happens. Every week, new articles come out, and we're just like, ho, 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 what a time to be alive. Uh, the, we'll never see a time, but every week, you know what the, scary the hits keep thing coming. Is, the scary thing is, we're in agreement mm-hmm. that these days, actual journalism is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual investigative side of journalism is dead. And it's now just a fucking giant clickbait engine. Yeah, it's probably probably it's probably not dead, dead. But I mean, certainly in regards to the publications that cover okay. cover sport like, in this like country, Cus- yeah. Because Tony Katoni Stag's dick wasn't hard, hard. That's yeah, the current yeah, state of journalism. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's he's a it's an allegory. I mean, he's <laughs> his dick is a dwindling the dwindling readership, and yeah, he's trying trying you know forlornly to to you know, jam more readership into the 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 gaping. Cunt that is the media in general. <laughs> Try to sweeten the deal by sucking on the toes. And- <laughs> His toes are the people that go out and purchase print media or subscriptions to the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. Um, but-, but it's like it's, it's, you need no more proof of how shit at reading a room these cunt circus media outlets are mm-hmm. in that it's taken them this long to realise the amount of clicks they'll get on the fucking dumpster fire that is the Brisbane Broncos. And they can just... All they've got to give us is the facts. Exactly. I don't need to see any speculation. Nope. Just let me know what they did this week. <laughs> I want to hear about the fans chucking the jerseys, you know, yeah. in, into the foyer or over the fence at Red Hill. And you I know, want to see that shit. I've, I've just, you know how they say everyone's got a price? Mm-hmm. I've long been a staunch objector to reality television. Mm-hmm. But I've realised this year that everyone's got a show, and my <laughs> show is what's happening in Broncos Land this week. So what you're saying is, you know, they, they someone needs to put a camera crew there. Fuck yeah! Could you imagine though? How gl- I don't know if you um if you've ever watched Hard Knocks, but it's a it, it's a, a TV show usually goes for like five or six episodes, 
um, on the HBO. Gridiron one? Yeah, about fo- the high school. Or no, no, just, it just that... it's just it, it, if they they pick an NFL team, a different one each year. Yep. And the first like five or six, uh, it's about five or six episodes usually, and um and it basically follows the preseason, like you know training camp. And then the preseason games, and it ends pretty much at the end of the preseason before the season starts. Yeah. Okay. So like they they like they turn them around pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Okay. This year's this year's probably a different story because I mean, you know, such an uh, an unusual. You know, they're not having a preseason and blah blah blah. But could you imagine? Like you know, they they've got cameras, they've got full access. Yep. So they're like locker rooms, they're like team meetings, they're like meetings when the the head coach is uh, is cutting a guy. From the main, like they've got, Jesus. they're in, they're in, they've got every level of, of, of access, all the field stuff, trash, like everything. Can you imagine a production with that level of access following 2020 Broncos season? That would be phenomenal. You got the Seabold shit, you got Pang Eye fucking, like, imagine the shit. I mean, you, you know, you got the, the, the reaction shots where there's team meetings and there's a camera on Pang Eye and he's just looking like, you know, like rolling his eyes at. He's like Googling. It would just be the Nick, absolute Nick Politis direct number. <laughs> well, yeah, like a camera, and it's just like you just see him. It's just like scrolling through his contacts. It's just like Uncle Nick. <laughs> Uncle <you> Nick. <laughs> but um, in so what's actual, happened this week? This week, well, the NRL has issued breach notices to the Brisbane Broncos club and ten players for failing to comply with the game's biosecurity protocols. This being when the the ten of them had a had a bit of a drink and uh, and had a bit of a feed down at the uh, I should say I shouldn't say drink a feed down at the Everton Park Hotel, which is uh, very mediocre. Have been there in the past. Mm. I was actually there. I was catching up with a friend or a couple of couple of groups of friends and the kids uh, just before or just after Christmas, uh, just before Christmas I think last year, and uh, just because it basically spread all over Brisbane and it turned out to be probably the midpoint and uh, great great playground for the kids. Very, very fucking mediocre, everything else, though. Um, yes. However, the Broncos fined $140,000 uh, in total. Um, the Broncos club is uh, is fined $75,000, and each of the full-time players find 5% of their salary, totaling $65,000, for attending the Everton Park Hotel on August the 1st. There were three development players at the venue. They will have a portion of their fines suspended. Um, at the time of the breaches, Broncos players were permitted to dine at restaurants and cafes, but not permitted to sit in pubs and gaming areas. So the players in question, Jake Turpin, Katoni Staggs, uh, we'll go with just the, uh, the main guys, David Fafita, Corey Pakes, um, Keenan Palacio, Sean O'Sullivan, Corey Oates, and a couple of, uh, development guys I don't think we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, they considered, uh, Abdo considered all the information obtained by the integrity unit and said, we have taken our time to thoroughly investigate this matter so we could gather as much evidence as possible to determine what happened at the venue. Is our view this breach involved a significant failure of the club to properly administer the league's biosecurity protocols? Hmm. Number so, one. Go for it. So that was, no, well, that, that was, that was the number one story of the week. It, that was kind of bubbling last week, and we were kind of just waiting for the other foot to drop on what was going to happen with that. Yes, uh, because there was certainly no no suggestion that the, the they were breaking the wider Queensland Legal. COVID yeah. rules. Yeah, they were they were fine in in that respect. However, the the project Apollo additional restrictions, which you know the pubs and stuff like that. Yep, that was the one they broke. That's why they copped it. Um, so you look at that group too and you go, okay, when you hear things, so when you hear things in the future about Broncos players forming into cliques or 
you know, yeah, splits through the playing group. Well, I guess we look at the first graders there. We go, okay, Turpin, Fafita, Tony Staggs, Corey Pakes had to play hooker for a while. Um, Corey Oates, there's a bunch of them that seem to be friendly enough to go down the mm. go down the EP mm. and uh, get on it. Yeah, it, it came up in the tweets this week. But on that note, mm-hmm. did any mention in any articles about Alfie? Under what capacity? I think he's just kind of like you know he's got the two week. So he wasn't because he was on the field this week. Yeah, was he? Yeah, I honestly wasn't even paying attention to because did he did he not? I thought he suffer was in a breach two, of there. I thought he suffered a two weeker. Yeah, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe because I, I said it came up in the tweets for the yeah games, yeah. So maybe I'm remembering that now because I just want the fucking Broncos to have another level of that's it. Ascend another level that's of hell it. or descend another level of hell. This this one, yeah, and and I'll call players out for doing dumb shit whenever they do dumb shit. Yep. This one I feel is a a massive failure of the club itself. Yeah. To to even have this be possible. Yeah. So if the restrictions and the rules and the guidelines whatever were a little bit ambiguous and it seems to be they were the players knew they could go and eat in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. However, they you know they weren't allowed to be in a pub yep. or a bar. Yeah. Well, what does that mean these days when most pubs are restaurants mm-hmm. or have restaurants? Can you only sit there and cafe and cafes? Are, uh, you know, you can get, you can get you can get beers at license. Yeah, That's exactly. Um, and I mean, like something like the coffee club, like the most generic fucking exactly. cafe ever. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm thinking now. I know plenty of pubs where you can go to the restaurant. Yep. And buy your meal, but you yep. must walk to the bar to buy any sort of drink, whether you want yep. a soft drink or a fucking. And that's definitely, and that is the from experience, that is the case. In fact, you have to go to the bar to order the, your food as well at, at the Evan Park Hotel. There you go. Where we were. You know, so, so um, this I feel is a failure on the club to not make it crystal fucking clear. Yep. You know, especially because there, there is that grey area. Because yeah, sure, they were de- like legally speaking. Queensland's pretty well off in terms of the corona thing at the yep. moment. So, yeah, we have the ability to do that if we wanted to. Yes, that's but, it. But, yeah. But it needed to have been made crystal clear to them yep. that under this, if you want to get together for gatherings, that's absolutely fine. Yep. However, before you do so, you need to run the proposed plans via this person. Yep. Tell them where you want to go, what time you're going to get there, and what you're going to do there. Yep. They will then suss out the fucking joint. Can you imagine how simple that is? Oh, hey, a bunch of us want to yep. go and have lunch. Yep. Here, they'd go, you know what? Great, go and have lunch. But don't go there because it's too fucking hard to stay within the guidelines of what you have to do yep. at that venue. Yep. Too hard. Yep. Go to... Um, Here's this cafe that's down the fucking road. There's fucking... If you want, you want a steak, go to Blackbirds in the city. Yep. You know, we as the Brisbane Broncos have a fucking... Hook up at Cha Cha Cha. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you a table there, and you can go and eat all the steak you want, and drink fucking yep. wine or beer or scotch or whatever the fuck you want. Yep. And you're not in breach of anything. Yep. Um, just absolute fucking dumb cunts. Yep. Uh, now, Tony Staggs today he called on Brisbane's more experienced players to stand up and show the way, as the club looks to extend their losing streak to six games. <laughs> the Broncos have shown signs of improvement in the past month, according to this article I'm reading, but they have been glimpses rather than anything substantial. Injuries and off-field distractions have played their part, but tying to the broader issue of a lack of resilience within the playing group that's proving a constant problem. 
Staggs is only 21 years old, but has been one of the side's best recently with strong efforts in defense, along with his usual tackle bust with ball in hand. He said the younger boys in the squad need someone to guide the way as the losses continue to pile up. His quote is, there's some boys there in leadership that are not really doing their job, and I think there's a lot of boys in there that are getting away with a bit. Uh, he said, we need leaders to step up and show us young boys what it's about. Well. I would agree that, yeah, yes, yes, you do. But at the same time, if you are, if you are put together enough to recognize this as a problem, then perhaps uh, you could step up as well. Did, did, he not, did he not say that and say, you know, I, I have some stepping up to do myself or, you know, I'm young, not from but what, I'll try. Not, yeah, not, no, not from what I read. Okay, I, I thought. So that. the, I guess, you know, the leadership group is, I wonder if he's if he's referring to anyone in, well, I, I would say that he's not referring well, to what, Corey what I take What I take about that is there's a stark difference. The, the cliche that you expect out of something like that, you know, is, oh, uh, you know, look, we're all out there on the field together and it's up to all of us to go out and do our jobs. Mm-hmm. And no, you know, no one player is responsible for the losses. So this and yep. all, we all have to get out there and do it for the bloke next to us. Yep. There's a bunch of those. Yep. That says there is a fucking rift in the playing group. Uh-huh. And, and then, fingers are pointing, you know, all yeah. over, yeah. And whoever I'm talking about, they know exactly who they are. This is meant for their ears, and yeah. You know, so. This is a general. This is a very broad and general statement. But mm. the target of this statement is well aware that they the target of this mm. statement, and I want mm. them to know that, that this is what I'm saying. Uh, we've spoken about it before. There's been studies done recently. Cohesion in sports teams. Then shout out to Big T. That was a fucking awesome thing you sent me. Um, but the cohesion in sports teams is such a massive component of success predictors mm-hmm. these days. Uh, that that this is this is if I was a Broncos fan, this stuff for me is close to rock bottom. Yeah. The coach dramas I can, you know, get around, uh the the players wanting out yep. I can get around. No one player's bigger than my club. Yep. Stuff like this in my playing group. Yeah. That to me is almost because how do you fix that? This is the other yep. reason. The player contracts and the way that they are guaranteed and unbreakable or yep. untransferable essentially mm-hmm. compounds poor situations for clubs exactly because they, they don't have the ability to easily yeah move players on and yeah, yeah. well you know you imagine if there was freedom of, of to trade players or or negotiate with other teams and they go okay well we got these guys and they don't fucking like each other yeah you know what in a perfect world we would keep this guy yeah because that means if you don't want to get rid of somebody for a form issue or a behavioral issue, yep. that means they're probably going to be in demand at another club. Yeah. So, yep. for example, how many clubs would take like a, a Corey Oates, knowing what he's capable of? Let's say he, hypothetically, he's not because he was in yeah. a little fucking yep. state group. Yep. You know, would well, you, but, but, would but you say if, no to him at Manly? Uh, probably. However, if Katoni stags, I'd say I'd, I'd probably take him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So the Broncos so, are just like, yeah. we need to get out of this situation. Yeah. We need to offload one of these two yeah. guys that hate each other. Yeah. See you, see you, Lachlan Croker. Yeah, you're with Bronco now. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your horse, cunt, and <laughs> yeah. So uh, all of that shit's wishful thinking. No. Yeah. Now, Bang Eye Junior. Oh, please. Cast your mind back, rewind if you will to 2019. Remember, <laughs> remember Magic Weekend. 
<laughs> and we were with our, our good friend, Mr. Wars, who people listen to the show well, you know, haven't met or we're aware of. He's co-hosted the show on a couple of occasions as well. And uh, the Broncos players were sort of milling about at, the, at one of the entrances, you know, at field level from the, you know. No, they were watching the game before them. Yeah, 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 and they're sort of like yeah, down, yeah, yeah. down at the corner, down yeah, at the I corner of the field, the just in one of those entry tunnel sort of things, and and uh, <laughs> and Pang I was there, and and was, he had he had headphones on, you know, listening to music and just watching what was going on, just getting into the vibe for the game to come, and uh, and this was like hanging over the the fucking concourse, <laughs> like not not ten meters away from the guy, he's <laughs> like Pang I. <laughs> impregnate my impregnate my wife for you know all this, yeah. like oh the, the, that was the that was the broncos fan sentiment to the blockbusting tavita pangai jr may 2019 i'll tell you what as irony would have it <laughs> yes there were two things that needed to happen for that for that to come true wars you got the first bit right <laughs> you just need a way to get fucking pingu imported into china yes yes Pango Island into, <laughs> but uh, that's how it's how COVID started. It was all misunderstanding. Um, but fast forward to today or this week, last week, the week before. What an absolutely dis- disruptive and destructive fucking shit cunt he's proving to be. He's uh, yeah, he sought legal representation in his bid to be reinstated into the you know, playing group. After he was fined thirty thousand dollars and stood by the, the stood down by the Broncos in the NRL for a string of biosecurity breaches, uh, it was o- over a week ago. I think it was before we recorded last week, where you know reports were coming out like he was getting stood down. But then it's like you know the Broncos are going to tear his contract up. He's you know six hundred fifty thousand dollars a season contract. It's going to get torn up, and that hasn't happened yet. But the NRL, so they've 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 basically stood him down for the rest of the year because he's like. <laughs> Like, what was that? What was that meme? And like, I don't think it really happened, but it was said to have happened. Was it like Gucci Mane in court, where the the judge said, like, you know, did you do, you know, did you whatever? And he saw, and his response was, "Bitch, I might have." <laughs> Pangai has been getting questioned by the NRL, and he's pretty, and he's taken it one step further. <laughs> and like, yep, and I do it again. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'll do it again. I did it five times already. <laughs> And uh, and I go, I'm not going to make you any promises that I won't do it again. Like, the, <laughs> literally every defendant in any legal scenario in the history of fucking time. Yeah. When they say, are you sorry? Very, very sorry. Do you regret what you did? Oh, boy, do I regret what I did? Do you, are you going to do it again? Oh, no, I have learned my lesson. I shall never do this again. Uh, this... <laughs> Pangai, nope, did it five times already. You, you didn't catch me the first five times. And, uh, five I, times. I did this shit five times. It's fuck. It's fucking unbelievable. And so as a result, that's why he's not. That's why he's been stood down for the rest of the year. And they're saying now that he's basically such a degenerate, and just the the unapologetic manner that he's conducting himself is that. The Broncos, they think they're obviously they feel they're on they're on great ground when it comes to you know potentially firing him. Yep. I mean he's given just given them all. He's loaded up every fucking chamber they've got. They don't you know they've, they've got more than they need. But now they're saying as well that the uh, you know he may struggle to get himself registered if he gets fired. Yeah, club. at another club next year. Yeah. If he gets flicked wow. from the Broncos, and it's like 
obviously he's a talented player. The discipline problems that he's faced on the field, I mean, he's suspended all the time, like certainly the last what two years. The, the, the stats I read on that was something ridiculous. Like he's played 18 games out of 41 or something. Yeah, over like the last two it, seasons or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Shocking how bad that was. And I feel like it's mostly disciplinary. Yeah. Like he seems to cop three weeks every every mm. other week, you know. Like yeah, and um, and obviously the disciplinary issues on field extend to other areas of his life, given yes. the discipline he's shown in this whole you know biosecurity COVID bubble thing as well, and also just the 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 fact that he clearly knows and understands what he's doing, and yes. isn't and and doesn't fucking care. <laughs> and so you think, well, like yeah, talent aside, like. You know, like you would think twice about bringing him because sure like I get it he's one of these guys that obviously doesn't gel with the Seabole way of doing things and he's probably one of these when they talk about rifts in the playing group he's probably in like one of the the rifty groups that's on the outside of everything is is a rift a thing like you know I I know it's a description of of distance between but yeah you know, is there something that creates a rift? Is there a rift catalyst? Because he's fucking that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's two he, ways. There's, the there's two ways to look at it. These are the activities causing the rift. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is he's so fucking over it. He's just looking to pull the push the eject yeah. button, and he's just doing what he, he can to get sacked the, the one, hell out of there. He's the one that's going up to Sebes and going, "Man, I'm really sorry about what Milf said about you." I, yeah. I didn't want any part of that, but I'm I'm really sorry. Hey, and just walks away. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking pingu at the moment. Yes. It, it, an opportunity comes where where there is a club that he needs more than they need him. Yep. And he's not far from that scenario at the moment. Yep. A savvy club could put all sorts of fucking clauses in. Yeah. That's you know things like you know this and suspensions or. Uh, media outbursts or disciplinary stuff, mm-hmm. and if you get away with putting that in a contract, then you'd take probably, it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you you look at and, and I've used it a bunch of times uh, as an example, but the whole Andrew Fafita yep. situation, where he had a great year for Cronulla, the year they won the premiership. Yep. But he was in a group that had that many old heads around. Mm-hmm. So his peers yep. didn't put up with any dumb shit. Yep. He has a problem with authority. Yeah. And he has a problem with seniority and hierarchy. That's just the sort of personality yep. he is. And Pingu strikes me as very similar. Yeah. He needs somewhere where the culture is yep. that of, no, we don't fuck around here. Yeah. Now, yep. if you look at him, I think Big Nelson has a little bit of fuck you, I'm eight foot tall about yeah. him well you know as as as, as the poor Indonesian man found at Christmas time <laughs> had a couple of fucking cinder blocks thrown at his face yeah. very quickly yeah um, that yep. that's the environment that Pingu needs to go to yeah you know that turned um, fucking hot headed monster yeah that, that was very close to being Josh Reynolds 2.0 yeah into now a fucking calm non-retaliatory yep very well-spoken media darling yep uh, otherwise history repeats but uh, as long as he's not playing for the Broncos I don't give a fuck where he is 
Exactly. And then finally, this week with the Broncos, I think finally, let me just scroll down a little bit. Um, yes, finally for the Broncos. <laughs> it's hard to say sometimes. It's really hard we've to almost say. done fucking half an hour. Just on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are we now the number one fucking Brisbane Broncos podcast on the planet? I, I dare say we probably were already. Yeah. But now even more so. Because <laughs> you know why? We're not going to fluff their balls. <laughs> we fucking... <laughs> We tell it how it is. Broncos fans, we're giving you the... Un- we're not going to sugarcoat this shit and tell you that it's all, all roses and there's a way out of this. There's no way out of this. You're, you're fucked for life. <laughs> and you know what? Untruths yeah. are bad no matter how they are. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to tell you about all the alleged stuff that Seabold's done because that's allegedly an untruth. Exactly. But we're also not going to tell you that everything will be okay and patch your little tushies. Yeah, and that's actually a great segue into the last one I do have. Um, the the Cyber Squad from uh, from Seabold. Uh, the lawyers working on his behalf uh, expect to know the source of the gossip in the next day and believe it isn't random trolls making the wild accusations. <laughs> his uh, legal team expect to receive a report from cybersecurity experts over where the rumors originated. Uh, it, and um, he, uh, what's the guy's name? Dave Garrett. The lawyer said, it's quite unexpected. It's not just random trolls. The cybercrime experts wouldn't even know who the Brisbane Broncos are. They're just following this stuff online, but it's quite amazing what they can do. They're letting things run at the moment. There's a lot of activity online at the moment, so the guys are watching that. They're watching people, and by this afternoon or early tomorrow, we will have a roadmap as to where we go from here. And uh, he later said that they were closing in on a person of prominence, in quotes, who had, in quotes, blacked out their social media accounts in the wake of the investigation. The minute it came out that there were cyber people involved, someone shut down their account right away. All their social media went pretty much blank. They won't tell me their name, but it went blank. A prominent name. The report will say who generated the messages, who made the allegations, and where they forwarded them on to. I can see some nervous people in the next 24 hours. Dun, dun, dun. Look. People gossip. And I've seen the social media account shut down with a prominent name. Very prominent name. I've also seen another prominent uh, Broncos-related name stop tweeting six or seven days ago about the time the cybersecurity experts were coming in. I don't know if either of those are related. Or could... Yeah, who knows? And, but, you know, you know the, timing, the timing is suspect, especially when they mention shit like that. But, like, you uh, know, for, for one of them, that would be... You know, almost, or how would you describe that? The the relationship would have suffered a maybe a compound fracture. <laughs> no, no. Yes. But, yeah, who knows? Look, they, they might have gone, oh my goodness, yeah, I did get that. And yeah, I did go, you know, holy shit, boys, look at what I just got. And so they've decided to, to black it out. Asking asking you as somewhat of an, an expert on this, if, like if you've got your social set to private. Yep. And how are they, you know, tracking all of this stuff? Are they actually like fucking hacking people's computers to see what they've done? I think it, that I think, or is this all the, just a fucking scare thing, praying that people don't actually understand how little they can find out about this? That's 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 what I think it is more of. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they can you can certainly find things out about where where things come from, especially when it's like 
messages and stuff like that. But you've got to remember, we've seen two or three versions of the Seabold stuff come out. Yes. And, you know, like they always do the same sort of thing. Like I've got a mate who works for blah, blah, which is like a sponsor or a blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've got a brackets person related to me intimately who works works for company associated with the Brisbane Broncos intimately. And he told me, and you're so saying, you know, no, it's so true. So you know, it's a great source, yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, I'm not shitting, you know. And then we've seen like there's been <laughs> there's been a couple of variations, and it just seems to be each one is a, a variation on the same one, just escalated to a higher higher degree of like you know salaciousness. And I was fucking, I was I was taking my bin down uh, yesterday or the day before, and talking to talking to my neighbour and uh, who's involved in footy, and he. And he told me a whole another version of the, the, the rumors as well. And he's like, well, I'm not a computer guy. So obviously he wouldn't be getting the DM ones yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so, and, and the person that told him was someone who was very involved in footy. So who, like, the thing is, a screenshot being forwarded around is very difficult to get the initial place from. Yeah. Because a screenshot doesn't tell you anything about the person that sent it. At most, it tells you about the person who received it and took the screenshot. Yeah. Sure, you can get that, and then maybe you can squeeze people and everything, but fucking... But can you? This is this is the thing. It's, it's, it's relying it's on a lot stupidity. More, it's a lot more difficult. It's not the fucking movies. Yeah. And I would be very surprised the, to see... The thing here... It... Look, you, you remember the, the old classic story from, from US politics where where the instruction was given to, to one candidate to go up and you know, accuse his opponent of fucking a pig. And he said, you know, I, I don't see what that is. We have no proof. It's never come up before. It's not a thing. It's this, this. And his campaign manager basically said, yeah, no, no, I get all that. But all we need is for him to get up and deny fucking the pig. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden... In half the people's minds, he's a pig fucker. That reminds me. That was like the, the first ever episode of Black Mirror, wasn't it? Like that reminds me of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. Would, that would also involve <laughs> yeah. pig fucking. <laughs> now, the last story we got to say our we got to say our piece on this. Did, did, oh, sorry. What I was going to say. Seabold's continuing to make this a thing. If he'd have said nothing about this. Right? Yeah, if, if he'd have just or he or he could or he could have just said something about you know denouncing you know internet trolls, the fucking internet is a cesspool and this sort of blah blah, and just that's it. But or, he didn't or do go that. Go on and go. You know what? You know, there's five different versions of it. Yeah, and so if you're stupid enough to believe that any of them are true, yep. You know, then fuck, I feel sorry for you. Yep. You know, we're going through some tough shit at the moment, but this, but. What gets me is there's a bunch of other people in it, you know. I've seen the stories mentioned other players by name, mm-hmm. mentioned other players' partners and partners wives, and, what, yep. and their extended family members. Yes, and things that they're doing, including yeah. the sale of fucking drugs, and you know having intercourse with people they're not married to. All of these things, mm-hmm. but Seabold's the only one that's you know all of a sudden got fucking. You know the crime, the cyber yeah. squad on it. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds like a shitty Saturday morning Australian ABC teen drama that's played after the one about the fucking 
little bitches that turn into mermaids if you throw a bottle of Evian at them. <laughs> Fucking cyber squad. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Harvard didn't teach you how to fucking read a room. Say nothing. He's the one keeping it in the, and you know, I, I, I guess for yeah, given the weirdest, you know, we're spectators of the game and things. Hmm. We don't, we're not coached by Seabold. We can't, we can look at the Broncos' results in the fields, but we can't, but we can't really be say like, oh yeah, we know decisively that he's a shit coach. Okay, hmm. like I mean, there's all these sort of indicators that would lead us to believe that he is. Yeah, but. You know, not being coached by him personally, I can't say for sure that that's the case and there's not these other issues in there. But this is a very fucking telling example of how he deals with stuff. Yes. Like conflict, how he deals with, I guess, dissent or, you know, things not going the way that he thinks they should be going. Yep. And so that's what I, that's more what I take out of it all. It's just think, what? Like, like he comes in, in press conferences. All we really get to see him is press conference after losses, mm-hmm. and he he does sound like a, a an excuse making cunt. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and hello, here we are, and uh, yeah, that's that's Seabold in a nutshell, I think. Yeah, and uh, we shall see. We shall see if anyone legitimately, especially the people they're alluding to, if anyone legitimately gets gets hit with this. But I think it, it to me it feels like such a long shot, and it's more of a like a scare campaign or like a, I don't know. It, it was just so fucking non-specific. And like the yeah. lawyers come out and gone, oh, there's people. Um, I'm not saying they're associated with current coaches. So what he's fucking doing, that fucking annoying, grimy cunt lawyer talk for yeah. is, Anthony doesn't like Wayne Bennett yep. because Wayne Bennett has but fucked him here yep. somehow. Yep. And he's taken the good job yep. that Anthony had. Yep. And Anthony's now upset that he's up here with this shit fight. <laughs> uh, so we'd really like it to be Wayne Bennett. So we're going to allude to the fact that it might be, but then we're going to say it's probably not, but it still might be. Yeah. You know? So how many ex-coaches have a vendetta against Seabold and they said there's a targeted campaign to get him sacked. Yeah. How many ex-coaches? Yeah. Because if you look at the Broncos, there's Wayne Bennett. Yep. He doesn't want back up here. No. No. And all the other ex-coaches, they've been analed by the Broncos as well, so they'd be enjoying this as much as we are. (laughs) (laughs) No? So, yeah, it's... um... Yep. But, you know... Hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong. And you know what? What it'll do? It'll just cause even more ructions and, and fun and games and articles for us to talk about next week. That is correct. Now, we've got to talk about this Kevin Proctor thing. Mm. He's found guilty after a uh, marathon judiciary hearing last night, lasting uh, two and a half hours. And uh, the panel of Ben Cray, Sean Garlic, and Bob Lindner decided to rub him out for four weeks, which means he will be able to play again this year. He received a 25% discount for good behavior because he has only ever had one NRL charge in the last seven seasons. So he'll be free to return in round 19. Um, apparently, it was, uh, it was a, a farcical hearing in terms of the fact that it was scheduled for 6 p.m. didn't start till 90 minutes later because there are arguments about uh, what evidence would be admissible for both parties. Um, <clears throat> the chairman, Jeff Ballou, summarised the case presented and asked the judiciary panel members to disregard all public commentary leading into the trial. And I mean, given these guys are not professional 
I don't know. They're like, not legal like, fucking... Like, yeah, like legal minds and adjudicators yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know. They're, they're, they're ex-fucking... They're ex-forwards. Like, they're ex-players, ex-forwards. Been crazy I and mean, ex-backward. <laughs> yeah. so, so that alone is just... It's not... I don't feel it's possible for these guys to really divorce themselves from everything like that. It's not a professional no. thing. Um. He asked them to disregard public comments made by Johnson on social media and Proctor in newspaper interviews in the lead up, in which there were fucking plenty. Um, so they retired to deliberate uh, nearly two and a half hours later and uh, four weeks. So you got kind of like a weird sort of non penalty, really, because, you know, biting, as we've seen in the past, is it's cost players, you know, three mm. times that. Yeah. You know, and uh, easily three times that. Can and, we rank uh, in the modern day? Yep. Can we rank um, actions in terms of, of severity? Is the eye gouge number one? You have to be up there, especially because like you know, some of these most recent eye gouges, like your your Hudson Youngs and yeah, and your, who's another one, like Josh McGuire or something. Yep. Like they were like fucking like they were digging for treasure. Yeah, it wasn't like a facial mm. in the old days, a facial gone wrong or something mm. like that. It was like they were fucking going for gold. Yeah. Um, they were like. I really enjoyed that fucking episode of Game of Thrones. Let's yeah. role play. <laughs> so yeah, so so I, I, I gauging probably, especially given you know the the uh, the possibility of permanent fucked up damage from yep. it. I think I think yeah, I, I would probably agree with you that that eye gouging would be worse. Tripping's done now. That tripping's that's like a you fine. know yeah, there's three fifty. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's like exactly the same as parking your car in a disabled zone. <laughs> <laughs> You just just you just basically just flip a coin as you walk. So is is biting second? I think so. I mean, the the only thing that would be worse than the, the thing that would be intermediate would be like a like a proper like Hopawade on on um on, Keefe. on Keefe, like a full on yeah. flying lariato, decapitating somebody, properly yeah, knocking yeah. them like spark yeah. out. That kind of thing, maybe, um, or you know, something like that, like a blatantly like elbowy knee sort of situation. Yep. You know, that would that would probably be worse. But you know, when's the last time you saw something like that? You know, it's going to be interesting now. Think of all the players and think across the teams. Yeah, you've got an incident <clears throat> where, and and I get the feeling the Proctor was always going to cop something going in because. What that then would have meant is that he, he was sent off for the remainder of the game. And there was still, I think, from memory, 27-odd minutes, 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, there's plenty of time left, yeah. In the game. And essentially, that was a major contributing factor to the yes. Titans losing. Yep. Yeah. So to justify the Titans losing because they had a He had to down, get something. Yeah, he had to get something, yeah. But I mean, look, let's just backtrack to the entire existence of the charge itself. Go for it. I don't think it, it's 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 hard to it's hard to argue with, you know, based on the vision that Sean Johnson m- most certainly was tackling him with his arm mm. like around his around his mouth, yes, or in his mouth, you know, yes. like really. So at that point, I mean, you know, there's got to be some sort of contact, mm. even if he didn't do a single thing of like talking his jaw yeah. one little bit. Yeah, you're getting teeth on arm. Yeah, or certainly bottom teeth. If the 
you know, the mouth guard and the top. Yep. So I think there's a lot of gray area about what, you know, what, whether there's any intention on, like, but at the same time, I don't, I don't particularly go in for this sinus business and, and, you know, fearing Fearing for his life and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You say that sort of shit if you bit the guy and try and find a way out. Yeah. So perhaps that's perhaps so perhaps he did actually chomp. You know what I mean? Like why what I would say, if 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 I were Proctor in that situation when it's clear that Sean Johnson's wrapped the arm around the face in and the forearm in his mouth, yeah. I would say I didn't bite shit. The motherfucker was wrestling me to the ground. <clears throat> yeah. In a tackle that he initiated yeah. with his arm in a position that he decided. Yeah. Squeezing. Yeah. I'm just fucking there with a fucking arm in my mouth. I mean, I didn't bite. I mean, there's just just a sheer sheer physics and biology involved. I mean, exactly. He's pressing his arm against my teeth, and that's yeah. what happened. And I didn't do shit. Yeah. When you start making excuses though, like about oh, I feared for my life, yeah, then you're saying what? What are you making excuses for if you just if, you if did, he put yeah. his arm in that spot? Yeah. I mean, you didn't do anything, but you know, you must have. That that was mal straight, like almost straight after the game. Yeah. The thing, okay. And Proctor, let's go. Let's best backtrack. Proctor is, has been traditionally, as as given by the discount, he's been a very clean player yeah. for the length of his career, and has played in mm-hmm. a position mm-hmm. where a, la- a momentary lapse in concentration and fuckery can be afoot. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you know, even being a little bit lazy, like just fucking the hang your arm it. out there because yep. you you're buggered and yep. someone's beating and you. And that's pace. like a careless one week or whatever. Yeah, that's it. You know, not even any of those. To play fuckhead's advocate, my question to you is, well, if you can't breathe, turn your head to the left or turn your head to the right. Yep. You know, there's... If, if it is in your mouth and you're having trouble breathing, yep. then do you know that or, you know, and, and yeah. just ro- rotate your neck a little bit. Yep. Maybe then he fears that, okay, if I do that, then that puts the pressure on my neck and I don't want to, you know, turn it into a crush or whatever. You know, he's been to Melbourne. He's seen cunts get paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But... Sean Johnson to to run up this to me is going to set a very interesting precedent because now it's what is it how can you get somebody sent off if you tackle them around the mouth claim to be bitten and then go up to the referee and show them I have teeth marks on me yep send them off yep what happens then and that's where I think all of the all of the the, the weird sort of grey and weird energy in the lead up to the the judiciary where where it came from it came from the fact that Sean John, like the, the timeline is Sean Johnson makes a tackle. He is or isn't, you know, bitten in some in some way, you know. Somehow he recoils from the, he recoils from the tackle. You know, Charlie bit me, and then so the referee's like, oh well, then I'll you know he's he's fucking sent off then sent off goes hmm. on. I feel like that Sean Johnson's actions on the field were more of like gamesmanship, trying to, yeah, you know, award a penalty, you know, get a penalty for his side, or an, or an even better, a man advantage for his yeah. side, which they fucking desperately needed. Yeah, and then the 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 aftermath of that action though is that he's you know he's violated the the kind of. The bro stays code. On, the stays on the field sort of code. Yep. He didn't like... He took a look in the mirror and didn't like to be seen as that kind of person. Yeah. And so then he starts kind of you know, trying to backpedal on it somehow. This is not an apology, but I'm really <clears throat> fucking sorry. And I was 100% <laughs> wrong. Uh, yeah. Perinara gave evidence here, but he observed a red mark, but not teeth marks. 
Which, so how many cunts need to backpedal? And I got no love for Proctor. Yeah, neither. And, and I got no love for the Titans. Yeah. Or Sean Johnson cunts, or either, either side, really. How many cunts need to backpedal before they go, oh, oh, okay, hang on. So, so Henry, you sent a guy off over a mark, but no teeth. It's like there's too many moving parts for them to... To, Sean, to forget you it. got up screaming, he bit me, he bit me, he bit me without teeth marks after tackling somebody on the mouth. Yeah. Would, do they need a general member of the fucking public to just sit in on these judiciary hearings? And the, all you're allowed to do, all you're allowed to do is utter one word and it's, are you cunts on meth? <laughs> because if they come out of that and they start to see after that that, well, the referee said there were no teeth marks. Yeah. And uh, and the person that was allegedly bitten originally says that now looking at it, they don't believe they were bitten. Yeah. And you still want to fucking suspend the guy for biting. Yeah. This is my time as a citizen to say, are you cunts on meth? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, and, and, you know, A Y C O M. That's the official fucking title. Yeah. Because I. Again, without a fucking dog in the fight, yep, I am bewildered. Yeah, I didn't feel like that. What we were privy to, as observers of the game, with all the TV angles that these guys had at their disposal, mm. I could not conclusively say. There's no way you conclusively conclusively say that he that he bit him. Mm. The only thing that makes you say that is because his arms in his mouth, yeah, which is a situation that he did not. He didn't initiate it's or decide. It's not like you know. You go back to the James Graham one where you can see well, him. He Tysonized him, yeah, to to yeah. find the the ear and do that. It, yeah, yeah. And like that was like a fucking cut brain snapping <laughs> and going for blood like yeah. a fucking pit bull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so I'm I'm not so sure. I mean, all I really see are Titans fans going off one way, Sharks fans going off the other way, and that's drawn down party lines. So yeah, I'd, exactly. I, I would more like to Pass hear from course. people who would consider themselves impartial observers to the situation. But I'll tell you what, yeah. just as you hit the nail on the head before as to this Broncos situation, yeah. gives a nice little insult into how Seabold runs things. Yeah. I reckon that initial reaction gives you a good little insight into the sort of person Sean Johnson is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's... Uh, he's- <laughs> He's like Takashi SJ. <laughs> and thus, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> and thus a new nickname was born. <laughs> Takashi from the <laughs> Takashi SJ. Because <laughs> I mean, the other way, you just, you know, the other way you just call him Snitch Johnson as well. I mean, like, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, you can call it Takashi. It's a shame. It's a shame. That he, that he wears the seven and not the six. <laughs> I mean, we almost got all the way. <laughs> Recaps. Okay, so uh, where are we? It was... Uh... Round 14. Thursday night, it all began. The Melbourne... Well, actually, we were recording the members episode while the game was going on. It almost... It, yes. was, it was almost a... 
it was almost a uh, a game companion, except I was the only one watching the game, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were watching ten second clips of tits and <laughs> whatever else goes <laughs> whatever else goes on in the in the TikTok world. I was giving, but, um, giving data to my Chinese overlords. Yeah. Telling you, telling telling uh, the the chairman how much you like tits. <laughs> <laughs> Check out these teaching pings. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Storm Twenty Four defeated the Roosters Six, much to my surprise and yours. Yes. At the SCG, the uh, the Storms Twenty Four came through tries to uh, Jerome Hughes, uh, a double to Justin Ollum and uh, Felice Kafusi, uh, Pappenhausen three or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters uh, Six came through a try. To uh, Christian Tuipilotu and uh, SST with the solitary conversion. Uh, can, can I just interrupt here? Sure. There's a new a news article has just dropped. Dun dun that dun. That says Darren Lockyer looms as key Pangai backer as Broncos rescind piss week breach notice. They rescind. Yes. The, they they they're going to fight the breach notice that they were given by the NRL. No, no, no. there's since so Pangai was stood down for breaching the COVID protocols. It now appears there is an appetite for his redemption after the Broncos bungled attempt to sack him. Did they attempted to sack him? Or are they uh, saying Carl that this Morris th- came out and said we are going to tear up the $650,000 contract? Yeah. And then they served this piss week breach notice which they had to take back and rescind because it had errors all through it and they realised it wasn't going to stack up. Whose words were um, they got someone, piss week? Who, who was the person that said piss week? Uh, some shithead Fox Sport journalist, I think. So when they talk about the when they talk about um, piss week, it's like it's in, it's in quotes from like... Yeah. Huh. So what, what basically what they're saying is HR drew it up rather than a lawyer. Yep. And then... Pangai's lawyers had a look at it. They basically went, your fucking breach notice, uh, we are wiping our anus on it, and giving it back to you. Uh, and he's now waiting for another breach notice to be issued, which is you know probably okay because he's got a couple of more things to add to it given what's happened. And it's just going, I mean, this is, this is really just a, it's going to delay things a day, um, right? And like, or hours. And at board level, Lockyer is fighting to keep him. Okay. Everyone else is fighting to fuck him off. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So what does that actually? So what does that mean? I mean, they just surely they just redraft the document and, and hand it to him tomorrow. Oh, Darren Lockyer can't do anything so, by himself other than plead a case. Who fucking knows? But uh, sorry, I just opened up to get my stats for this game and that. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so yeah, Storm, Storm 24 defeated the Roosters 6. I tell you, the, the Storm are playing that, as we've spoken about a couple of times, that much more free flowing, play in front of you style of football. But they're, they're doing it right. They're earning the right to play that. And they're yep. doing that by playing Storm Ball yep. up until the point that they see cracks. Yeah. Uh, for the Roosters, there were a, a couple of things on their end. Like, the the first try that Hughes scored, yep, that was fucking soft. And that Roosters team has backed itself on its defense from yep. day dot. J- 
Jake Friend. I think that the grace period that Cooper Cronk gave him is well and truly gone. If you cast your mind back to before Cronk came to the Roosters... Yeah, he was on the outer and... He was on the decline. Yeah. He was yeah. on the fucking decline. Yeah. Cronk came in and changed the depth of his passes, changed how he was getting service, changed what Friend was doing, and all of a sudden he became a fucking world beater again. And, yep. and he's talking about rep honours, etc. Yep. Um, he... To, to be the dummy half in a team that has just won two premierships and is going for a three-peat and was odds-on favourite at the beginning of the year, yep. to be throwing the shit service passes he is, is that there is something very fucking wrong there. Um, but all, all around, Melbourne just looked fucking clinical. Like, big And, Mel- I mean... Like let's, I mean let's let's be realistic. The Roosters got a fucking terrible injury toll at the moment. The key players, but the Storm. If you were to tell if you tell me that the the Storm missing Cameron Smith and, and Munster, Munster, yeah, would flow like that, yeah, fuck, I, 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 I exactly, I, I couldn't believe it until I saw it exactly. Happen. And and it's because everyone did their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like Big Nelson, is one of the busiest big men that I reckon I've seen in the last five years. Yep. Like, he loves getting in there and bashing cunts as well. But he is generally rushing back to where he needs to be. Or he's in a hurry to fill gaps in the defensive line. Or or he's coming up quick with everyone else. He's just a busy big man. I really like it. Hmm. Any tweets from the game? Lee said, After watching the Storm play their structured game plan since forever, it's pretty refreshing to see the boys run free this year. Hughes, the Wombat, and Paps during the team around the park will take the Storm forward for the next few years and all without Munster or Smith. Injury plague Roosters team not to be forgotten, but all in all, a pretty good win, I reckon. P.S. How good is Olam? P.P.S. Fuck the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's getting close to being my new favorite Storm fan. Um, Bethany said, The Chooks exposed like the pretenders they are. This season is truly the best timeline. Hope we can do this to them again in the finals to cap off the true three-peat. Teddy deserves better than this mob. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, did, was there a confirmation on Kiri? Was it a spleen? Oh, I fucking... I know the answer to this, but I can't remember. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, Nigel said, Come on, you blokes. Such negativity towards my beloved chooks. Hashtag <laughs> the people's team. Hashtag battlers of the comp. Yes, they are. Uh, Graham said injuries becoming a concern for the cheating cunt three Pete. Thankfully the transfer period is over or they would have bought Cooper out of retirement on 50 K for the season. (laughs) Uh, um, And Joshy, you know, echoed the point as well. Fuck me. Another forward pass from Jake. That's three, this game and the last two games that they're fucking poor. Like they're, they're those ones that they're not even line balls. Um, you know, the, it's a two and to get pinged street. from a for a forward pass from dummy half in 2020, yeah, when there isn't a guy there specifically looking exactly. at things like that, exactly. It's yeah, it's and, it's tough. And this is the it takes two to tango in that situation. So yes, the runner has mistimed the play. Yep. But I don't know about you, but I I was always fucking like had drilled drilled that you know what. If you release, if you let go of that fucking ball, mm-hmm. like he's cocked up the run. Yep. That's fine. You've still got the decision to be made whether exactly. you actually release it. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what you do? You go, 
oh, fuck. And if there's no one else to fucking take it. Run it yourself. Then you go and you make four pissy little meters and yep. you get smashed. Yeah. And then you get up and say to the cunt, be better. Yeah. That's it. No? Not That's fucking it. hard. Next game. Panthers 18 defeat the Warriors 12 in Central Coast. Uh, Panthers tries to Naden, uh, Coruscant and Edwards. Uh, Cleary two of three conversions and a penalty goal. Uh, the Warriors tries to RTS and Herbert and uh, Herbert two of two conversions. Hmm. Probably tougher night out than we would have anticipated. Yes. Just, look, just I want to address the supremacist in the room. Um, the the shit that was said by people in the crowd. Oh yes, Naden. yes. Um, Did we actually get anything on what was what was actually said? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah, I feel like it was just it was it was sort of reported by the player immediately. Yep. Dealt with, you know, kind of immediately by the the ground people. So yep. it was actually it was actually well done all around, except for the cunts who said the shit what they said. You know, yeah, but- that's it. And I'm I'm not unhappy with that. Now again, you know, go, going from this, this is my personal opinion. Yep. And there are other people that have gone through life with very different experiences to me, mm-hmm. um, who may have a different opinion. And fuck, man. Your journey is completely valid as well. I'm happy they didn't come out and say what was said mm-hmm. because I don't need that sort of fucking negativity or venom being put out there. Yep. I'm happy with the fact that it happened. Yep. It was seen. Naden spoke up about it. Yep. And the response from the NRL has been great. The response from Penrith has been great. The response yep. from the players have been great. It, it, all, all in all, everything's handled beautifully mm-hmm. and there is no fucking room for any of that stuff, exactly, at all. So, and also, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna say shit like that, you dumb fucking cunts. I mean, in 2020, you're like, there was a group of what, like ten people or something like yeah. that. I mean, you're a group of ten, yeah, out of like two thousand people. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not like some fucking anonymous face in like 20, yeah. 30, 40, 80,000 people. You know, you're literally the only people there that said it. You're like, mm-hmm. I mean. So not only are you racist fucks, you're fucking stupid as well. Look, <laughs> man, I, I'd assumed a certain level of intelligence for most of the human race. Well, this is why the Central Coast doesn't deserve a football team. Although, like, yeah, true. I'm hearing some shit recently. Yes, fuck the Central Coast. And fuck the North Sydney Bears. Love you, Lazi. <laughs> um, who was at this fucking game too, you fucking legend. <laughs> Beware players' mums. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I've heard some stories recently, you know, about guys who got busted cheating on their wives. Yeah. Because they downloaded like a million fucking dating apps to their phone. Yeah. While they're on a family sharing family plan. Like- <laughs> and so like Tinder pops up on the kid's iPad. <laughs> like people are not fucking smart, hey? No, no. It's, no. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah. you're right. Was the, the Warriors had a fucking great night out and keep impressing. You know, I, I look at that team and they're one of the positive stories about 28, uh, 2020. Fuck, what year is it? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to do anything either. I mean, like, it's just their, their continued presence Yeah, was almost, you know, like a positive story in and of mm, itself. That's it. But still getting in and and really taking it to Penrith. Like, their speed and defense was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, Penrith did the, the usual shit that, that they've been into this year in building pressure and playing, but the Warriors stood up to it. The Warriors fucking took it. And it, it was just that 
Cleary pass to Naden that was that fucking sexy, all the non-racists in the crowd immediately became pregnant. <laughs> um, well, the racists, you know, yeah, the, the, the racists, I mean, became sterile, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, hence their anger. I that, that's how good Cleary is. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a magical fucking Care Bear rainbow passes that sterilise haters. <laughs> um, a couple of worrying things for Penrith for mine in in that halfway through there, there were some definite gaps and holes in their defence that teams with maybe more speed uh, or or deft kickers could and and I hope don't take advantage of in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guys are great at scramble, but there are some teams like for example, if, if Tedesco had had been playing around and, and sniffing around, and there he would, were, yeah, there were a, a couple of those breaks that were made with offloads, and Tedesco could have had a hat trick. Yep, you know. So and and that's the difference between playing top tier teams and ones that are really just a fucking pish posh of, of different players from different clubs on loan. Yep. Appy's try was fucking phenomenal by the season. Origin bolter. Fucking if you don't pick him, what the fuck are you on? But for Penrith to be almost perfect with a 92% completion half in the wet mm-hmm. for that first half is absolutely fucking outstanding. The second half, you know, they they didn't really continue it on, but again, Wet weather. I can't be too disappointed in that performance. The Warriors are up for it as well. Uh, Eerie if Cleary marches on. The feel-good match of the round. The uh, St. George Illinois Dragons. You don't want to hear fucking tweets from Oh, me. sorry, yeah. Because they're all fucking great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure I can almost fucking guess every single one of them, but go ahead. Um, skeet, skeet. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Skeet, skeet. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Um, so do, 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 is that from someone that's so anonymous they don't want to be known for that? What are the, Return no, that's, fucking tweet that's, that. that's all the tweet. Okay. <laughs> James said, uh, PTSD, from years of supporting the Panthers, had my ass puckering for the entire second half. Thankfully, we managed to hold it together just long enough to take the two points. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Rishi said, saving poor performances for lesser teams and still winning is a sign you've joined the ranks of the elite. It's a nice view from the top. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. James said, Tohu Harris, 142 metres 58 tackles. That was a fucking monster performance from Tohu Harris, who I really like as a forward. Uh, Shanta said, well, of all the games in our club record-breaking winning streak, that certainly was one. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, King Levius said, fuck those ratbags and the goddamn horse they rode in on. Kissed on the dick every opportunity they had. How dare they do that to everyone's second favorite team? Well, you know what? You know Why? Because people that have second teams deserve the fucking worst things in life. Correct. That's why. So you being everyone's second team is actually a detriment to your club. You need to stamp that shit out. Who'd want that for themselves though too? Yeah. Honestly. Who would want that for themselves? Oh, look, you know, I, there there are women out there that are happy being a side chick. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Mick the Perm said, like with many sports, weather is a great equaliser for games, but two points is two points. That's it. Okay, uh, where are we? Yeah, sorry, the feel-good match of the round. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14. Defeated the Parramatta Eels, 12. Uh, the uh, points uh, double to uh, Rabalawa. 
Lomax a conversion and a couple of penalty goals. The Eels side was uh, tries to Gutherson and Kane Evans and uh, two or two conversions to Mitchell Moses. Isn't it funny? They couldn't get it done for Mary <laughs> at any fucking point in the last... How many years have you had to have yeah. a Seven? Yeah. Long last time. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Couldn't get it done for Mary at any point. But now he's gone... They're like, oh, they did it for Mary, and you know, and they did it. They did it very well. It was, it was, you know, it was one of those games where it was quite inspirational seeing the minnow, you know, yeah. get up, you know, against all odds. And even it's like when you, the levels of of minnows overcoming their personal battles and demons. I mean, like Rabalawa's absolute fucking liability. Nine games out of ten, mm. dumb shit, poor options, yeah, mistakes, yeah. Like just like like the fans demanding that he be he be he be dropped and doing dumb shit and then getting up and just looking around like completely unsure of if what he did was just an accident or dumb. Yeah, yeah, but and, but this guy like that that escape from the ingo like the pass and like he's just doing all this shit like that. It's a genius. <laughs> it's just such a fine line between stupidity and 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 masterful acts yes. of skillful genius. Yes, and and he he somehow managed to create them all as the the masterful acts of yeah. skillful genius for this game. That's it. The more interesting thing for me here was I was looking at my notes during the game compared to to the one uh, the the write up after it. Yep. And throughout this whole game, the thing I kept noticing was just that Parramatta were in charge of territory the entire time. Mm -hmm. The Dragons' set starts were fucking dog shit. Yep. They've got guys at the back that should be fucking getting them started, but there were no meters to be had. And it was slippery as fuck out there. I'm not saying this is... Dude, the players, but the the dragons struggled with it. Yep. They were playing with way too much fucking depth back in their in uh, near their end goal, and the eels on the other end just seemed to be starting their sets off, making really easy meters tackle one and two, and setting themselves up. But that's probably more a testament to the dragons' mindset and how they went into this to really stick into this one. And it was just a couple of those key moments, you know, in the rain, close game. Yep. It was a, like a, a couple of all, fuck, go go for that run there or, or you know, make that desperate tackle. But um, yeah, the, the Dragons' right side attack just kept firing and that's what won them the game. Move straight on through the tweets. Let me get back to those. Uh, our mate Aaron Ma said, King Gutho. Sets a new record with 369 running metres. In other news, the NRL are now counting running up to refs and whinging like a fuckwit in running (laughs) metres. Dan said, enjoyable game. Some really nice footy from both teams, especially in the wet. It is a worry, though, that if the Dragons can play like that, then maybe Mary was never the real problem. Bronco. This is no, he's not a Broncos fan, funny enough. So no, tonight I will be yet. inserting a bounty in honor of the superior Fijian of the game, <laughs> Ravalawa. Uh, Mitch said, I don't get it. Does this mean the St. Merge Dragons love or hate McGregor? I mean, either way, the cunts are fucked, but still, help me <laughs> out. Uh, Alistair said, Did anyone ever take Parramatta seriously as premiership contenders? Gutho is the king of fucking nothing. Hashtag climax for Lomax. <laughs> Oof, Jesus Christ. Uh, so Rick Sanchez, he's the king of shit. <laughs> another Mitch. 
uh, who's uh, on Twitter at at footballfan3434 says, I want to stick Mars bars in my eyes after watching that shit. Has a Parramatta logo on his name. Uh, C64 mid resi said, Twill called it weeks ago on the podcast. The Eels are finished. Today's performance proved that argument. Certainly did. Uh, and at B.43 said, the only positive from this game is that it's proven that Smooth Corey should be in that team for the rest of the year. Did have a good game on his return. Old Smooth Corey. Uh, the uh, Sharks, 30 defeat the Titans, 18 in the, uh, the infamous now, the infamous biting cup. The Sharks, 30, came through tries to uh, Dugan, Talakai, Katoa, Graham and Jack Williams. Three conversions to Sean Johnson and two conversions to Matt Moylan. The Titans, 18, came through tries to uh, Corey Thompson, Jared Wallace and Keegan Hipgrave. Ash Taylor, two of two conversions and uh, Fogarty with one as well. This one's pretty simple to, to sum up. Both teams got out there and absolutely fucking bashed each other. Mm-hmm. No one seemed to want to actually get in and build anything to take control of the game. And then someone got a player sent off by screaming out, he bit me, he bit me, he bit me, and then that team won. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like the Sharks, the Sharks were, were, they were still on top at that point. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, what it did, it, it deprived the Titans of the opportunity to get themselves back into the into the game, yeah. which was still uh, you know pretty much a live contest mm. at the at the time, and again the the Titans it's not like they were playing miraculous footy and, and were suddenly no. crueled by the no that's right the referee's whistle, but they they don't seem to build to their fifth like the, the you see a lot of the better teams that you you get an idea of where the set's going and what they're looking to do, and then over the course of the game, okay this this is something they're playing. <laughs> The Titans just seem to run through tackles and then Ash Taylor does something on the fifth. There doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to it. And fuck me, that cunt's a lazy defender. He he is just an absolute fucking liability in defense with what he chooses not to do. And I know that he's had a rough year and I know that he's coming good with his attack. Yeah, very much so. Um... But Jesus Christ, if every team that plays the Titans doesn't just put traffic at him yeah. all fucking night, mm-hmm. then they need to revise their game plan. Um, Kelly was a, a nice little beacon of talent for him, for, for the Titans. And has been for you know yeah. the, the, the majority uh, of the season. Yeah, and and for the Sharks, you know, Matt Moylan got through a whole game. Well done. <laughs> Tweets. Lachlan H. said, Turns out, Hayne did, in fact, fit the culture. A man ahead of his time. (laughs) Uh, Hammers said, Shit way to undo all the hard work of the last three weeks, but at least they showed some fight in the end. I think Proctor has played his last game for us. Mm, That is unfortunate. But not true, because he only got four weeks, so he will be back in the last two rounds. Frogmore said, Sharks fans are always telling people to eat a bag of dicks, but as soon as Proctor puts a Johnson in his mouth, they all cry foul. See, that, to me, that's like the greatest fucking... Clever <laughs> wordplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, I don't be such a fucking LeBron fan. <laughs> you just you use that fucking word greatest. Like of the a, year. So far. No. It's not yeah. the greatest of anything. Yeah. It was the greatest of the week, at least. No. Nah. 
No, I'm pretty sure it was. No, I think I it, uh, been... nah, Aaron Mars tweets the greatest of the week. What did he say? King Gutho sets a new record. No. 369 no. running meters. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm fucking Team Ma. Reigning yeah. MVC. Co. What's Frogmore done? About to have a thinly veiled wish to blow an Irish punchy punchy cuddle man. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> seriously what's your fucking contribution to the world cup <laughs> uh ass oh, fuck i can't even read uh mjg at mj groom underscore au hope the titans can still end the season as the top place queensland team after this game need heaps more from the sharks defensive coach and players candle in the darkness was talakai wouldn't like to pay his food bills but the value he's bringing is immense yeah that's true uh, at catastrophe one eight seven says ugly, but we'll take the two points. You've pretty much just summed up my dating life. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. In uh, the first of the infuriating fucking moron cups of the week. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! The Rabbitohs thirty one defeated the Cowboys thirty at uh, at the abattoir. Mm. Um. And this game triggered me so badly. <laughs> uh, the Rabbits 31 came through tries to Reynolds, Gagai, a double to Johnson, and uh, Campbell Graham. Reynolds, four or five conversions and a penalty goal uh, and the, the crucial field goal. The Cowboys 30 came through tries to uh, Lemulu, a double to Michael Morgan, who bounced back amazingly well considering how badly he was fucked up last week. Um, Tabawai Fidel with a try, Mitchell Dunn and uh, Opacek also with tries. Uh, two or five conversions to Felt. And a uh, penalty goal. Mm. Tell you what, what a fucking bounce back from Morgan. It was it was amazing because he was so badly destroyed. Yeah. By the Gold Coast fucking Titans. Yeah. It was unbelievable to see. And not, but not only was his running game and attack on point, one missed tackle. Yeah. And and that was the big criticism criticism of him last week it makes i'd love to know i'd love to see you know an interview with him to see what was the difference was he just underdone coming back because you don't get done after being underdone the week before yeah it takes longer than that that's it so it was you know was it just like you know attitude on the day or maybe the maybe the cowboys have figured out that they didn't get any asada reps into the fucking bubble it's yeah. going to be at least two weeks till they can fucking make him piss in a jar. <laughs> eat these fucking fetuses, Michael. <laughs> but yeah, no, he had, he had a, a tremendous game. I'm I'm still underwhelmed by South's forward pack, and I, and I know I'm underwhelmed by South as a team entirely this Correct. year. Just obviously on paper, they're fucking. They've got some you know spectacular yeah. players. Yeah, but it the the sum of the parts is nothing like that. And yeah, they've lost Sam Burgess, obviously, yep. since last year. But he played not a lot of games last year. No. And I remember distinctly going into those ones he wasn't. I was like, uh, no Sam Burgess. Or yeah, that lowers their chances significantly. And they'd come out and fucking blitz teams. Yep. And who else have they lost? They've lost Dewey. Yep. They've added Luttrell, which yep. at this stage is probably still a detriment. Certainly, yeah. In attack, in attack, it works. You know, at times works out spectacularly well for them. But I mean, in in defence, still no. Exactly, and and South aren't that defensive unit this year that can put up with his. You know, what's sort of turning into three plus pretty critical mistakes per game. 
Yeah. Right on your own goal. Yep. You know, that that's that's not something you want to be putting on your ball. But the the absolute squandering of this fucking game yeah. is infuriating. To see a team that's struggling mm-hmm. with the opportunity to get a win against a far more fancied opposition. Yes. To take a fucking decisive winning lead. Yes. Let them peg it back. Yes. Get another winning lead with no fucking time left. Yes. Concede a penalty, let him get it back even again. Yeah. And then let him just fucking march straight down and kick yeah. the kick the winning yeah. field. And it, it was infuriating to watch Reynolds, who like again had has moments of brilliance in this game and he yep. is a very defined player and you know his style and that's what he's good at. Yep. Don't expect him to be something he's not. But just when it got down to it, he's like, Oh. Oh yeah, okay, this is me. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll just nail this fucking penalty goal. Oh, Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. No worries. I'll just nail this fucking field goal. No, yep. no, no need for golden point. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the South forwards, it, it's not fucking hard. The backs need them to be able to operate. Yeah. Those guys need to pull their finger out. Anyway, fuck Souths. Um, also, fuck everyone that you know put comments on this game thread. There were heaps of comments on the game thread, but almost nothing on the actual result that was worth fucking reading out. Oh, well, what were they, all, what all were they talking cunts about? having fucking actual conversations with each other. Um, <laughs> Steve said, great example from the Cowboys right there on how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, and our old mate Carsten, good old fucking German cow Swiss man, uh, said, Felt is a try-scoring winger and shouldn't be our goal kicker, but that just shows the mismanagement of the club. We were a better team today, and I'm proud of the boys, but that's life. That's, yeah, pretty yep. much what it was. Fucking felt. What a brain snap. Next. The Raiders, 36, defeated the Broncos, 8, at uh, GIO. And uh, the Raiders, 36, came through tries to uh, Rappin and Williams, a double to Kotrick, Bateman, and uh, Nickel Clockstat. Six of six conversions to Jared Croker. The Broncos, uh, tries to Jesse Arthurs and Herbie Farnworth, uh, with uh, Katoni Staggs unsuccessful with all the conversion attempts. Mm. And... This was the cliched game of two halves. Yes. The Broncos were on top at halftime. They were. They thought they were going to win. I thought, well, you know. I feared they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to win. But at halftime when they go in ahead and had not been blown away as I expected them to be. Yeah. it It did certainly... You know, it, it just puts the seeds of doubt in, in the in the back of your mind, like, well, fuck, are Canberra going to be on or not? Yeah. And as it turns out, immediately after halftime, they were exactly. on. And, and it yeah, very quickly became a, a, a game where you could see the Broncos had no chance of winning. And then some extremely soft tries manifested themselves and uh, the Raiders very easily ran away with it. In in all of the shit that's gone on with the club, there's still little little fucking moments of happiness here for Broncos fans. Um, you know, Haas and Fafita and Boyd are, are still getting in there and putting in the effort. Mm-hmm. Canberra, I think, just looked a little bit ambushed. I think they were guilty of going in there and expecting just to be able to run riot right from the dot. Yep. When what they would have done if they'd observed their video closely enough 
was that you actually need to crush Brisbane's soul. They're still a professional sporting outfit and they'll mm-hmm. get out there and they'll contest with you. And if you if you allow them to have success early, then it, yeah. it fuels them for another sequence. That's it. That's it. And even if you look at, and, and what would you say, the, the worst team over the past three years has been the Bulldogs? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And even the Bulldogs, the, the criticism of them for the majority of that three years is, well, I'll only play for 60 minutes. Yep. You know, you still need to get in there and be close to your best for 60 minutes mm-hmm. against the worst team yep. in the league, which the Broncos most certainly are. Um, but once once Canberra got that roll on in the second half, Jesus fucking Christ. And it was the Broncos reverting into the very worst of like, you know, the 60-0 conceding yeah. lost team that, that they have been yeah. at times. Yep. It, it's just their effort, you know, whereas those three players I mentioned before, Stood up in the first half. Yep. In the second half, like when Bateman bust through. Yep. There was no reaction. There was yep. no reaction from the middle to turn around and chase. And again, they're forwards. They gave up a start. They might not have got there, but yep. there, there was just nothing actually there in terms of effort. Yep. That's the worrying thing. Uh, yeah, Brody Croft, for somebody that's under so much fucking pressure. Yep who's crying after every loss and this, that, and the other, who came through the Melbourne Storm system. Yep. Like, for that come to make a tackle, not get up and get to marker, mm-hmm. and then jog back into the defensive line after the play's already passed him. Yep. Fucking cunt. Especially, yeah, especially, like you said, a guy that apparently is trying to put in yeah. and make his mark and show some leadership and yeah. the rest of it. It, it's yeah. just little things like that mm-hmm. that are like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why that's why yeah. Craig let him that's go. It. That's it, exactly. Um, and, and then for the the icing on the cake, Haru Iranara, mm-hmm. when he made his run, yep. there were just no... Like, play the fucking whistle. Yeah. Play the fucking whistle. There was no help. Exactly. You know, you look at all these other teams, it's fucking drilled into them. When there's a tackle being made, another player, walk over, put a hand on him. Yep. Just put a fucking hand on him. Don't yep. even have to get your knees dirty, you fucking soft Well, cunt. this is it. Worst case, I mean, you know, you need to be, you need a second marker there. You, you got to fucking, yeah. someone's got to go over to the vicinity. Hmm. Yeah, but um, no, Cameron ended up coming through. Hit the tweets. Adam said, Canberra had the worst differential of the top five but they hadn't had their Brisbane buy yet. <laughs> uh, Adam C said, Fox commentator on the Cotrick try. Well, Croft was never going to get the job done. Truly words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toto said, was about to come in here and write how well the Broncos were going. <laughs> then check the score again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and you know all I'm hearing from that? Is you can't be fucked to watch your team's games live anymore. You absolute shit cunt fan. Well, you know, maybe he was, but what he's saying is it turned around so quickly. He's like coming after half time to start talking about how well they were going on. Check check the score says to me, I checked the score on my phone. Oh, I did he? Oh, okay. The game. okay. Right. So my position yeah. of you are a no, shit cunt fan. Correct. Uh, and, you know, as a Broncos fan, a shit cunt human. I stand yeah, so does that mean if you're a shit fan of the shit team, does that mean you're actually, it's kind of like a double negative? You say it's just pushes you back over towards, towards not to the good side, but towards the good side? Yeah, no, you just double shit. Okay. Yeah. It actually so pushes you further down the scale. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. 
That's it. I it, thought it's like closer to the light. No, no. <laughs> in shit mathics, <laughs> there's no redemption. Okay. Because even if he then turns around and says, like, he would come and go, look, I've seen the light, fucking hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'd say to him, well, you're a fucking dirty team trader. So, we, you know, we don't want this shit in here. The shit mathics. You can yeah. never get out. The shit forever, Toto. <laughs> The shit, the shitonomics. Exactly. Of it all. Uh, Ryan said, holy shit. First Broncos match I've seen in a while. First half, I was pretty impressed with the way they kept pressure up on the Raiders. Second half, holy shit, the Broncos are just non-existent in defense. They're not even trying anymore. That's it. Uh, Steve said, what's the go with Alfie being out there? Didn't he get two weeks in ISO? Now, again. I need to fucking, like, actually, before we, before we, you know, do the shows and I always go through the replays again, the extended replays, just to, you know, remind myself mm. of shit that happened that I may have forgotten because there's like so long ago. I don't remember, like, that's, that's something I don't, I just don't remember seeing him. And I mean, honestly, it's because you, you are, you are blind to those sorts of, you yeah, know, you know you, you're not paying attention to that. Can somebody confirm or deny for us, was Alfie there? Yeah, I want a screenshot with lines drawn on it and today's paper next to it. So I know that it was the... <laughs> <laughs> and hold up a photo of your phone with a DM about Seabold <laughs> and why that meant Alfie. Like, yes. you know, that you have a mate that works for 4X who knows that they're actually brewing little fucking Alfies in there. Correct. So you know it's right. Correct. Was that it for the tweets? That's it. Newcastle Knights 26 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 24 at McDonald Jones Stadium. The uh, Knights came tries to uh, Stafford Toa, which is still one of my favourite names. Uh, Kurt Mann, uh, double to Tuala and Heimel Hunt. Pong of three of five conversions. Uh, Manly's 24 came through tries to Cade Cust, Daly Cherry Evans, Jack Jetski, and Lachlan Croker. Uh, Garrick, four of four conversions. That's one thing has turned around. Garrick's, <laughs> Garrick's goal kicking has turned around the last probably three or four weeks, which is uh, which is quite quite amazing. Look, I was, I was extremely happy with the way that they came out and played this game i mean yeah that that kate cust was the kate cust try at the start was just one of those things that's the ultimate reward for for a cunt that's just not gonna die on a play and like and take it through like yeah have some skill and have the luck and then just have the like the the never say die on the fucking play to to turn nothing into into something amazing um and really the difference in this game was Hmm. They lost the fucking foot, lost the fullback. Manly were cruising up at twelve nil. Uh, Elliot gets fucking ACL'd, and um, that was that was pretty pretty much the end of the game. That was the that was the action that got the Knights into the game. Yep, uh, it got the Knights you know well well in control of the game. And uh, although Manly did actually push back pretty well, and um, with probably the the best big man shit of the season thus far, with Kepi off the kickoff guy, you know, planning his. Uh, planning a fucking a grave in the sternum of Kurt Mann and, and doing one of those big man props fucking straight up the guts 50 meters oh fuck I never expected to be here how does this how did this happen and um who what do I how do I pass an off how do I pass to a support player I've no idea I never imagined that this would ever happen to me you know one of those sorts of things but then you know it takes a tackle and then it rolls onto a quick play and scores but um um you know, and they, they sort of fought their way back into the game, which was great. But at the end of the day, I mean, you just like I like I love I love fucking Garrick. He's a good looking young lad, and you know he's a, he's a very serviceable winger. And sometimes he can kick a goal, you know, if if he's lucky. But I'm a, one thing he's not he's not a fucking fullback. 
He's not even he's not even a fucking fifth string fullback under any stretch of any imagination. And you just can't you just can't fucking operate under these fucking under these conditions. Um, when you've got players, you know, like Mitchell Pearce that, that have good fucking kicking games that can do things to test real fullbacks. Mm. And uh, and that was ultimately that that was ultimately the end of the story. I mean, the effort was, you know, great as a whole. Certainly, you know, it sort of matched the what I what I saw the last twenty minutes last week that I wanted, to, which is what I wanted to see. So I'm glad that they they, they realised they can actually do that shit, and mm-hmm. it worked out, and and it was great. But uh, it's just, <laughs> I tell you, the depth depth wasn't good in the in the first place. And like when you start getting down to third and fourth rungs of depth, there's just there's fucking nothing. The cupboards are absolutely bare, particularly when you lose people in an in game situation as well. Where, you know, like Jetski, you know, bless the guy. Mm-hmm. He did he did pretty he actually did pretty well out there as a center. You know, when he's not a center, um, he certainly did, he's done better. I mean, you know, Woodell's had to spend time out there. Uh, speaking of Woodell, I mean, he's a plotter that I absolutely slated last week, but he was fucking great this week too, especially in that period where they were well on top in the first sort of 20 minutes of the game. Um, but, you know, when you're going into a game without any of your, you know, elite starting props, while I was pleased that the guys that replaced him kind of did step up a little bit, still, you know, it's just too much to overcome when you, you know, go up against a team that's supposed to be a contender. But what it does, what it, my feeling, much like we said with Parramatta a couple of weeks ago, like Knights are, are then they've got nothing. They are, they've got nothing on any of these other teams in the top eight, and in fact, or any of these teams in the top top four. Let's say I don't think that any of the teams that are in the top eight, or, or from fifth to ten, have got a fucking chance of winning overall. They're just too fucking like. With that's the game that Newcastle Knights want to put in when they're trying to, you know, remain in finals contention, that is just fucking not good enough. Correct. Correct. Uh, Danny said, for a minute there, I thought we'd packed it in, but thank fuck we got there in the end. There is nothing like beating Manly to help you when you're in a depressed mood. It's like a footy Prozac. Jesus. Uh, David Said Manly, Fullbacks and Biscuits, name a more iconic duo. That is correct. Are you at peace with the, the Tommy situation yet? At peace in what way? That he is pretty much your your own personal Matt Moylan, in that it's amazing when he's on the field and he can do some amazing things and he's a, a game-winning player. See the thing that I actually the thing that I object gonna... the thing that I object to the most out of that statement mm. is to say that Matt Moylan is any of those things. A oh. fit Matt Moylan is all of those things. I've never seen him do anything ever. <laughs> what he's never done anything of note his entire career. No. He... Or maybe he might have done something for Penrith back in the old That's days. That's what I'm saying. A fit Matt Moylan is all of those things. Yeah, but he was—I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't, he wasn't uh, discharged from service at Penrith for being unfit. He was, uh, yeah, he was—he was just discharged for being a shithead. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. No. That, but again, just—I'm not—I'm not saying it's an exact allegory, but yeah, you know, there's a player who is taking up a massive fucking chunk of your salary cap, and again, when he's fit, he's close to the best in his position in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, bar maybe Tedesco. And yep. that's a, that's debatable, yep. you know, on his day. Yep. And certainly a fucking 
better center than all the other centers in the league because yeah. he gets picked there for origin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and it dominates there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but you're going to get fifty percent of a season out of him at best. Yeah, I don't. You know, what that's you? That, I don't think that's necessarily the the truth. I mean, as I, I think that he'll be fine going forward, but um, because the thing is. If you like on. Matt Moylan, so this cunt's had reoccurring injuries to the same parts of his body. No, no, he hasn't. That's 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 the point I'm making. He had he lost time last year for an ankle injury. No, I'm not talking about last year. No, I'm t- I'm, no, I'm, I'll, I'll get there. He lost time last year for an ham, uh, an ankle, mm-hmm. and then a you know a rainy fucking game where he fucking like flew over the sideline, tried to you know tackle Micah Sivo and fucking you know mm-hmm. had like an unfortunate pec injury. So, which, and then this year he had a, he had a hamstring injury yeah, and then he had a different hamstring injury. Was it on the other hamstring? No, but it was a different injury okay, so on the same one. so it's a reoccurring one. fucking hamstring. No, it's not because it wasn't in the same, it wasn't a tear in the same, it wasn't the same tear. It wasn't the same severity, place or mechanism. And you can go and look, you can go and verify it if you wish. So the same hamstring goes and that's not a reoccurring injury. Okay. No, cool. it's not. No, it's not. Okay. I mean, if he if he had if he had torn it in the same Look, place, I've I've tried to have an empathetic conversation here. No, you're trying to have a fucking. You're trying to be a shit cunt. No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm, te- and, I'm, I'm and I'm and I'm giving you I'm giving you the facts here. I'm having an empathetic conversation in saying it would fucking suck to have somebody that was that potentially brilliant, but you know he's never going to see out a season. Yeah, well, see, I'm not prepared to say that. Okay, that's fine. I'm not prepared to say it because. Of a, he has in the past, so yeah. never's not a, you know, never is never's no, already been beaten. From now, yes, yeah, so he's from. See, you, you could put in all these things. Well, maybe from yeah, next year, moving forward, next from next year, we'll never see it again. Who's next, to say? What do you mean? Like we'll go blind, or we'll never see? We'll never see you know a long term injury out of him again. Cool. Who knows? Empathy withdrawn. Who knows? Empathy with there were, never was any empathy. That one hundred you were trying, you were, try, you, were, you were trying to, you were trying to assume an empathetic posture I to be a shit cunt. No, that's what that's what you were doing, and I recognise that because I'm looking at your face as you're saying it. No, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> you're not going to win an Emmy, or you're not even going to win a daytime Emmy. No, with I'm, that ability, I'm literally shocked because out of all <laughs> the people I know on this planet, you were the last person that I thought would have a Broncos fan-sized chip on your fucking shoulder, what I am legitimately trying to say, <laughs> that's why I asked for your opinion. How do you feel about it? Broncos fans' chips on the shoulder, you've got to understand, Manly fans' chips on the shoulder are far bigger and far predate this this little fucking baby three-year-old tantrum on the floor of Cole's New World that the Broncos are throwing right now. <laughs> We're but, talk- they're not even the same fucking sport. Well, no, again, Stadium. well, that, that answers my question. I know exactly how you feel about the situation because you don't believe it exists. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. You're a fucking effort face flat earther. Good. I believe that he will be running <laughs> on a one straight and long and uninterrupted flat earth forevermore. <laughs> okay, Clary. <laughs> and he'll, he'll reach the waterfalls on the other. He'll, he'll reach the waterfalls on the other side. You believe that? <laughs> you put it on the gram. <laughs> I'm at the wall. I found a wall. There's ice everywhere. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll make he'll make Neil deGrasse Tyson fucking. He'll, he'll make him choke on his fucking breakfast. <laughs> uh, Joel said, "I wasn't convinced after rolling through the pubside tigers last week. 
but now beating the greatest team in the entire history of the competition in a game that definitely had no questionable or flat-out incorrect calls to either side. The hype train is once again leaving the station. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. More importantly, fuck the Broncos. I'm, lo- I'm, loving, oh. I'm loving the general group sentiment because, you know what, we've got a lot of good Broncos fans in the group. But I love and the one like, shit one, Toto. But Toto's a great, you know, we know Toto. Toto's a great guy, but he's the only one that's kind of clinging with some sorrow to the vestiges of what the Broncos used to be. Whereas the other Broncos fans in the group are kind of like philosophical about it all, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we shit, yeah, we shit," and uh, everyone else enjoy your ride. Mm. But they're not doing. They're not. They're not also doing it like in a in a cunty way. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna turn it around, and next year we're gonna fucking you know we'll see about who does the fucking blah blah. blah. Yeah, they're actually like, no, we yeah we shit, and there is no light, and go your hardest. Mm. Nice. That's it. That's it. The second game of the round that triggered the absolute fucking shit out of me. West Tigers 29 defeated the Bulldogs 28 at Bank West. The uh, 29 for the Tigers came through tries to Mbai, a double to Ghana. Uh, Noffa and Lailua also with tries. Um, conversions were 4 or 5 to Mbai. Luke Brooks with the decisive field goal at the end. And the Bankstown, the Canary Bankstown 28 tries through Meany, Holland, Montoya, Dory, and Aiden Tolman. Uh, 4 or 5 conversions to Kerry Holland. Holy, f- we were fucking this close. Jesus we Christ. Were f- we were like fucking four minutes away from the Broncos wooden spoon. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I've said in the past on this show that like, you know, when there's like a close manly game or something, particularly a nighttime one, you know, I'll, I'll come to, the, I'll, I'll walk downstairs, this downstairs bathroom, just shut the door and just watch the last bit of it. Just, just so yep. that the rest of the house doesn't hear me screaming. <laughs> cunt and you know like <laughs> at, the, at my phone right this game though holy shit i don't think i've ever been more infuriated by a fucking last 10 minutes of a game like the like the doggies at times played fucking like some of the breaks they made up the middle yeah. like cogger for mm. 70 minutes of 68 minutes of the game yeah was fucking great yep Almost to the point where it looked like, holy shit, maybe the doggies could develop him into the seven that they so yep. that they so sorely desire, yep. because he played that well yeah. with Kieran Foran. Yes, but they get out to twenty eight, twenty two. The champagne was already on ice. I took it off. I had the fucking. I, I had the, my hands around the neck, working the fucking cork out of the cunt. Right. Correct. And then they let the fucking they let the Tigers score, and that was and that 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 in itself. Well, well, I should say before they did that, Cogger, while I give him 68, 70 minutes of great play, then he starts thinking about taking these fucking pot shots at mm. field goal, mm. giving away seven tackle sets. Mm-hmm. When it was not put it in the fucking corner, yeah, and ta- man up and, in yeah. Maybe like it was too far to get a repeat. I mean, you, you're kicking him from, you're trying to kick him from like 30 meters out. So I, I, I can't remember. It was like 30 mm-hmm. meters. I think. So you, you're probably, you, you know, you're probably not earning yourself a repeat set from that far out. You know, unless you were extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. But drive it across the sideline, two meters out, mm-hmm. defend from the scrum, kick it, bomb it into the corner, see what happens. Try and get a knock on, maybe get a try. 
but best case, worst case scenario, you're tackling Noffer or someone fucking like two meters out, and they've got to go the length of the field to even think about scoring a fucking try, let alone anything else. Yes. You only had 10 minutes to go. Mm. Fucking give them the field position to score the try. Yeah. They fucking give it to them. And then they do it again to fucking give them the field goal. And I'll tell you, that was, I mean, we talk about Luke Brooks a lot about, you know, having, you know, nothing going for him. I mean, he did fucking crack that field goal though as, as well, if not better than any field goal I've ever seen. Correct. I mean, that, he kicked that from about what, 40, yeah. 45 meters yeah. out and he could have kicked it from 60 and it still would have mm. gone over. I mean, he hit it. He mm-hmm. did hit it sweetly. So I'm going to give him the credit for that. But, oh, fucking doggies. Doggies, you've got to understand something. I don't fucking care about the two points for this game that you would have or didn't win. I don't give a fuck where you finish on the ladder as long as it's ahead of the Broncos and puts them last. Exactly. And this fucking game to be up to be up by six with like probably nine minutes left. Yeah. And all it takes is like a, a fucking microscopic fucking pinprick of game management to fucking see at home. It it sums up the dogs and, and I know why everyone's frustrated with this game, and believe me, I feel it too. Because I don't even have any faith in these in this pack of dogs mm-hmm. that they're going to do that late season fuck someone's you know yeah. well thought out plan. Yep. You know, like who have they got? They got the Titans, maybe. You know, maybe. Look, you know what? I'm telling you, this is and this is this is fucking this is realer than fucking real. This is realer than real deal of Vander Holyfield right now. <laughs> I'm telling you that fuck at this point, if Manly don't win this weekend against Souths, yep. I do not want to see fucking Tommy Turbo back this year. Yeah. Give him the five weeks off. Yep. And fucking tank the game against the dogs. Yeah. So the Broncos get the spoon. Yeah. Do it. That's it. Talk to your mate Des. Oh, see. Desi, I mean, he, I'm sure, like, Desi, that's the least he could do for them. Yeah. Exactly. For old time's sake and shit. Exactly. You know. It's like throwing a charity one up your ex. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. Um, it, it just sums up the dogs. They have no yeah. leadership anywhere. There was nobody on that field. I just want to, you know who I blame. I blame fucking. I blame. Uh, Are we blaming Tolman again? No. How about that fucking? Who was it that made the break for that try? I can't remember who it was, but they didn't have to pass it to him. They could have scored themselves, yeah. but they passed it to him, and he almost found a way to fucking bomb that try from an unbombable position. Yeah. That guy is. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Less said about this game, the better. The hooker. That's who I blame. When you're in that position, forty meters out yeah. or whatever. Yep. Pass it left. Yeah. To the cunt that knows what he's fucking doing. Yes, the that's cunt that's won premiership. Yep. True. Uh, Tristan said this game was infuriating. Tigers, I just don't get it. There was no value in the win. You had the chance to break your addiction to ninth and force the Broncos to stand by and watch their hopes be dogged into sixteenth. But no, you had to get the way of everyone's rugby league fantasy. Hashtag cuck blockers. Biggest tiger said, was that a reverse disrespectful field goal? It's pathetic to even have to kick it. We are game changers, guys. To which Real Dad replied, we've changed the game all right. We didn't make it better. We've sure changed it. (laughs) Uh, Stephen said, even as an avid Wests fan, I'm willing to take a loss here. I understand and accept there is a greater good at stake. 
Fucking be more like him, Tigers fans and players. <laughs> fucking this cunt is now the big, the biggest everybody wishes the Tigers were. Uh, and our old mate Egg Council Creeper said, "Moments like tonight are why I'm annoyed with Wests. Could have done the honourable thing, but didn't. Thanks for saving the donkeys, you bougie cunts." <laughs> and this is it. This is why everybody fucking just. Can't stand the Tigers. I fucking hate the West Tigers now. Yeah. I hate them. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's, but it's not even hate. It's just this, like this general revulsion at everything about them. Yep. You know? Yep. It, like, it, you know, it's. I, I remember f- when they fancied themselves as a bit of a, you know, everyone's second team. You could, you could fucking cancel that. Yeah, exactly. You're everyone's second most hated team now. After the Broncos, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like if if you opened up news dot com mm-hmm. and you read Dennis Ferguson stabbed in prison, mm-hmm. how would you feel? Great. That's how I feel after the Tigers lose. Yeah. Because of shit like this. Yeah. You know. Yep. Out there stealing kids' hopes and dreams. There's a bunch just of- like Dennis Ferguson. There are a bunch of kids that live in places aren't that aren't Brisbane. Yeah, that are just they're feeling just as violated. Exactly. Today. Exactly. And that's because that's on you, West so Tigers. So equivalency. Yeah. yeah, West Tigers, you are emotionally raping children. Mm-hmm. Hope you're fucking happy with yourselves. Previews. Okay, this week the uh, Thursday game is the Eels versus the Storm at Bankwest Stadium. Um, no changes to the uh, Eels side that lost to the Dragons. Uh, the Storm, more changes, of course. Uh, they've lost Vunivalu, broken jaw. Uh, Fanukan with a calf injury, he's out too. A Shandor Earl comes in onto the wing. And uh, Fasu Malui starting at lock and Vetti on the bench. So. Super impressive storm last week. Now they have to withstand further losses. Although, I don't necessarily think that Vunivalu is the, you know, it's it's not like they're losing Brandon Smith. Mm, Correct. The Eels, obviously, they are going to put their best foot forward. It's a a big game against a a, a finals uh, contender. Yep. And uh, if they fancy themselves to be one to be a finals contender, they need to put in a good showing. Uh, there's no better time to face the storm. I mean, given the injuries that they have suffered, I mean, That's it. The, you know, they they played great last week, but surely what as, was that? three three or four weeks ago was that pre Moses injury? Was it? We talking five weeks ago now. He he was he was probably out five weeks ago, but I think he's probably out. He was out before then but, though. But you you wouldn't have been called an idiot for favouring Parramatta in this clash. Look, let me tell you, when I was looking at the tipping today, Eels are like a yeah, you know, like a dollar thirty or something. Like Storm mm. are like two dollars fifty or two dollars. Like it's Eels are heavy, uh, pretty heavy mm. favourites, even in the betting mm. in this game. Interesting. Like Ooh. I feel like the I just feel like the Eels are 
I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I, I saw an article saying that they've been doing Zoom sessions or whatever with Joey Johns, trying to get you know tell Moses and and Brown and that what to do. Um, because he's he's not in the part of the bubble, so he can't actually yeah, go yeah, and yeah. go and consult and coach Fuck. them, you know. In, so he's got to sort of you know do it by you know Skype or whatever. But um, you imagine like Joey Johns in in this age, if he can get away with that, like if Parramatta go all the way this year, yep, and all of a sudden he can just never leave his house again and just sit Cash there, checks. just <laughs> just dump pingers <laughs> and do Zoom sessions. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Look, I think that I, 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 the Eels have to show me something that tells me that they that they aren't a lesser side in the, in the eight. I mean, they were fantastic and dominant in the early stages of the season, but they have not shown that in a month. Mm. And I just, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, that you know, could could they turn it around and sh- and 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 show me? Fucking, I they could. I'll, We've I'll seen them say. I want to say that Parramatta have a slight edge in the backs, mm-hmm. just in terms. You know, they've they've got Fergo. Sivo had an off round last week, uh, but, but he's gonna, had a few of them too. I think it's, I think it's less off rounds and more just well, people was, know how to contain him now. I was going to put that down to to just being wet, and that ground was absolutely fucking yeah. atrocious that he was on. You know, Jennings is legit at crafty veteran stage. Yep. And Wong and Blake's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pappenhausen's obviously a far better footballer than King Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look, your Shandor Royal, Brenko Lee, like Olam had a good game, but he's not like a, a solid fucking game breaker. Uh, and then Adokar as well, you know, fantastic talent. But, but I think the Storm are just too strong in the forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their bench will get it done as well. So I'm tipping Melbourne. The Panthers take on the Sharks in the pub slot game at Panthers Stadium. The uh, There are no changes to the 17 for the Panthers, although To'o has been named in the reserves, so he may be returning from injury. Sharks. Rudolph remains in uh, jumper number 13, but as they've been doing of late, they've been benching before kickoff. Mm-hmm. And so this will happen again, presumably. And uh, look, I, another team that I, I'm not haven't been super impressed with is the Sharks. Yeah. So this is a, a great opportunity for the Panthers to do everyone solid. Pack Pe- them a little lunch bag of dicks. Yeah, Pe- Penrith need a, a full full performance here. Yep. Because the Sharks will get up for the game as they always do. They're always a danger team for us. And I guess they do have the, the you know the chip on their shoulder, you know, because they got they got touched up royally last time. They certainly did. Uh, and just looking at form, Penrith have looked. They've been consistent, and they've been very, very good for large components of games. But this one, they're up against that old enemy that's really going to want to turn this into a grind, and they just need to stick to their game plan and take it to the Sharks here. I think Penrith can win, but it's a danger. I game think for I them. think Pan- Panthers will win easily, not as easily as last time, though, mind you. Look, unless the Sharks come out again and just lie about things happening and accuse foul play that didn't happen mm-hmm. to gain an unfair advantage because they are all cheating cunts. Yeah. Uh, there, there is always the risk of that. So, um, so Panthers just have to be mindful of that and just not put themselves in positions where, yeah. you know, they're getting arms jammed into their mouths and that's it. You know, they should, they should all go out there like with the symbolic black tape around their mouth. 
<laughs> and sit there and just stare down Sean Johnson. Yeah. Because he is the most mentally fucking fragile player I've seen since Jamie Soward. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't have thought that ordinarily. Yeah, but I mean, he did he did expose some some stuff some some things about himself last week. Correct. And I would love to be in the opposing forward pack this week. Yeah. I guess, and just to fucking just chirp in his ear. Yep. Eighty minutes. Yep. About you know Takashi and like the little snitcher. You know, yeah. You know. You just do, just do shit to him. Like, what are you going to do? You yeah. going to run and tell your mama? Yeah. Yeah. Just the entire. Just go dob on me. Yeah. Go dob. Dob yeah. the ref. Yeah. Fucking. And like, and like everything, and like everything that happens, you just, you just, every play, you call in the ruck. Yeah. You go, Sean, you see that? Go t- tell the referee. Just to, you yeah. know, like, the entire game. That's it. Um, yeah. You guys win easy. Um, the Broncos take on the Dragons. Here comes another chance to keep them down. And the Dragons, uh, sorry, the Broncos. Fuck me, there's a lot of changes. Okay, so mm. so Payne Haas is suspended. Flegler, <laughs> Flegler had a shoulder injury, and it's my understanding that he couldn't damage it anymore um, if he kept playing for the rest of the season, but he's opted for surgery, which will probably end his season. Uh, Jake Turpin's out with the, the metatarsal injury from last week. Um, <clears throat> Jesse Arthurs and Brody Croft drop out of the side. Offhand Galway and Kennedy are the props. Milford comes in into the halves to replace Croft. Kahu replaces Arthurs in centre. Herbie Farmworth to the wing. Isaac Luke comes in at hooker to replace Turpin. And uh, Bullimore and Hopoate join the bench. Mm. Dragons. Paul Vaughan returns uh, via the interchange after his uh, COVID violation quarantine period. Yep. Uh, Tristan Saylor is pushed to the reserves. And this is uh, officially Dean Young's first game in charge. Look, who's ever going to tip the Broncos to win a single game for the rest of this season? Not I. Never. Absolute clusterfuck. Can they win games? Shit, yeah, of course they can. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got talented players in their team. They just have to fucking play as a team for 80 minutes. And there's a lot of teams that they could beat. Yep. But they're not going to do it. No fucking way. Correct. I will never tip them to win another game in 2020. No. And the Dragons, look, they've been showing some good signs. It was always funny. Like, I mean, did Mary deserve to get uh, to, to, to get sacked? Yeah, ultimately, yes. Especially cumulatively, if you look at the, the, the entire output of his tenure as coach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't not good enough. Did, did he, you know, deserve to, to get shanked when he did? Because remember when they, when, remember when the Dragons hadn't won or whatever and, they were like, you know, they're going to give him like four or five games to get his shit together. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of won like four out of five of those games or something. So yeah. so by the by the metrics that they put in front of him, he actually, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say succeeded, but, you know, I think he exceeded what they wanted. But, mm. you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Okay. The, um, and in this case, the Dragons, another win. Titans versus the Raiders at Seabus. The Titans have... Uh, have lost Dale Copley, the peck, Jai Arrow with the shoulder. Corey Thompson uh, is uh, in the reserves. They're out of the side. Anthony Don and Philip Sammy return after missing the loss to Cronulla. And Tonema Mapea moves to centre. Jared Wallace up front. Fodawaka to lock. And Sam Stone on the bench. And, uh, of course, Kevin Proctor. Named on did, Tuesday. Did you see Thompson do much that should get him dropped? <clears throat> not, not last week. But he's been pretty ordinary since he since he went there since he went to the uh, 
the Titans. Mm. So, like, I, remember, I, I, yeah, I feel as compared to what he did at the Tigers. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think he's basically his depth for the side, mm. and you know, you certainly can't really find a place for him there when you've got like, yeah, you know, when you've got AJ Brimson, when he's starting to, you know, really come good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Raiders, Hudson Young starts, and uh, Ryan Sutton benched, and otherwise no changes. I can't go past Canberra in this one. Um, yeah, the the Titans have been you know, tough. The the fourteen games, and the Titans will give them a tougher first half than the Broncos did. Mm. So so Canberra probably can't afford to clock off to the well, not clock off, but sort of half ass it to the extent they did Correct. in that first half. And that's the thing. I'm putting that first half down to, to Canberra's attitude and, and expecting to beat the Broncos. Yeah, a little bit of just uh, complacency. Uh, so ho- hopefully that was enough of a shock for them and, and they understand this is a proper game, but I'll tip the Raiders here. Yeah, well, they're, they're, starting, they're starting to roll fairly well otherwise. So, yeah, I'll be tipping the Raiders. The uh, There's also, I think it's, it's, I think it's a milestone game for Dynamis Louis. He's like maybe 150. Also revenge game then. Taking a taking a while for him to uh to get there. Tell you what, we talk about media and managers speculating and shit like that. Um, my brother's pretty good mates with um Dinamis Louis family. Yeah, and he was playing for Manly, and then all these news articles coming out saying like, oh, you know, he's looking to you know get a release and you know shift or you know, whatever. And my brother rang me up and said, it's fucking like literally no one said that. His manager didn't say that. Mm. He definitely didn't say. He wants to stay. He wants to stay at Manly. And she's like, from somewhere, this story just eventuated, and then and then Manly got wind of it. They're like, okay, well, I guess you want to go. Then yeah, well, you know, we won't, we won't resign you. And, but I mean, he's actually come. He's, I mean, it's it's crazy, but he's he's a starting legitimate starting prop for Canberra. So fucking good on the lad. Yep. Uh, West Tigers take on the Roosters at Leichhardt. Twal named in the reserves. Uh, McCauley and Lawrence uh, as well. Chris Lawrence, of course, oh, we didn't mention it earlier, but uh, he's he's announced. And it's kind of like a, yeah, yeah, you un- know what? I didn't mention the shit I took today. It's un- it's unsurprising. It's 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 kind of unsurprising, but um, because he is certainly a shadow of of the player that he was, and um, but yeah, yeah he can get a he can, he can get a, a look at. You know the the future ahead of him as he watches the West Tigers play this game from the Correct. bench. That's it. The Roosters. Okay, so Tui Pelodu, the debutant from last week, he's out. Mitch Orbison's out with a wrist. Uh, Lachlan Lamb ankle. Luke Keary ribs. Um, Brett so Morris comes ribs, back. Not, yeah, not ribs. Yeah. Okay. Brett Morris comes back. Uh, Letters comes back into the side. Um, Drew Hutchinson and Kyle Flanagan in the halves, and that butcher to the back row. And Freddie Lussick is new on the bench. So, fuck me what an injury toll, especially to some key players. Mm. Kiri is the one that I think they'll find it extremely hard yes. to suck up and, yes. and, and bear the loss of. Yes. <clears throat> Having said that, they're playing the West Tigers who should have fucking lost to the Dogs last week. Scoring points isn't the the Tigers' problem. It seems to be stopping them being scored against them. Yep. And you would... Oh, look, you know what? Even as I'm saying that sentence, without Kiri, 
you know, does that Roosters team have it? Look, I didn't think Kyle Flanagan was going that badly to get dropped when he when when he when yeah. he was dropped. So he's back. I think he'll be fine. You've got you've got the Mozzies. You got the Mozzies. You Nothing's getting past you know. You know that the Mozzies aren't going to let any, anything past. No, they're going to fucking they'll die on that field. Yeah, Teddy revenge game. Yep. Yeah, look, it's the Roosters and then it's the toe. Tip Roosters. Look, I feel like SST and letters in the front row for the Roosters puts them in the contest. Yeah, and they don't have as much brilliance on the field as they ordinarily would. Yep, but. I also will not believe and cannot be convinced that James Tedesco, Joseph Manu, and Brett Morris cannot conjure fucking something up mm. on that fucking expressway down the left-hand side Yep, with fucking the Fat Lua. Yes. And fucking Nothar. The worst winger to ever play the game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You can't convince me that they can't exploit something there. Yes. So, 50 nil. <laughs> I'm not that optimistic, <laughs> but I'll take it. Uh, the Rabbitohs take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at ANZ. Let's see the Rabbitohs squad. Um, <clears throat> Bailey Siren comes into the the back row yep. uh, following the suspension of Bagon, Liam Knight. Jack Johns on the bench. And uh, Jed Cartwright in the reserves. Mm. When did they sign him? Uh, a couple of weeks back. Okay, so they did the, the uh, exchange, yeah. the, the trade window. Yep. Cool. Okay, um, the Manly side. Okay, so Garrick to fullback. Tafua recalled to the wing just when we thought we'd, we were past that that era. Uh, Marty Tapao comes back into the side, um, which pushes Waddell to the bench. Uh, Jetski into the reserves. And uh, I see Adam Fanua Blake there in number 21, which would uh, indicate that perhaps he uh, may make a... Uh, ahead of what we initially thought uh, return, and look if if uh, if Fanua Blake gets back into the side, you know, you know they'll hold they'll definitely hold their own in the forwards. Mm. But man, Garrick at fullback is so fucking bad; it is just the absolute worst. Especially when you have guys like Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds who you know have great kicking games and they've yeah. great, and they've got like great short kicking games and like yeah. clever clever kicking games. The, I don't rate I don't rate South at all at the moment but it's literally that one positional situation even if honestly if they play like they did last week and they still had fucking Brendan Elliott there I'd be super confident of a win mm-hmm. but I just I just cannot co-sign any fucking any lineup that has Ruben Garrick as the fullback as much as I love Ruben Garrick on the wing don't mm-hmm. get me wrong fullback is you know, it's a fucking much more difficult and skilled position and he just does he doesn't have it yeah no, um, I agree. But, you know, it's a season. You know, we, I mean, there, there are so many games this round where, and and over the coming sort of three or four rounds, where teams like Rabbits and Sharks and, and stuff are all playing each other. Yeah. And so win this week and fucking who knows. And, you know, then you've got Tom back and who fucking knows. Lose this week and I would legit shelve him for the rest of the year just because fucking why, you know, why bother? The Doggies take on the Warriors. So... Here we go again. Assuming the Broncos lose on Friday Friday night, yes, the Bulldogs come up against another very winnable game because you don't know what you're going to get week on week with the Warriors. They are facing 
an extremely unique set of challenges. Yep. The most unique set of challenges a team has faced week on week in the history of the competition. Mm-hmm. I'm selling Montoya was dropped. Let's go through the lineup. Montoya dropped. Yep. Um, big puppy suspended. Will Hopawati returns at fullback. Meany shifting to the wing. Mm-hmm. I think they're both good moves. Yep. Marshall King starts in favor of Katoa. That's a good move. Yep. Dory starts in the back row in his second game. Jackson moves to lock and Luke Thompson benched. Avarillo returns from injury via the bench, which is another another great in if they can get him into the starting side. The dogs, they're like, they can win with this fucking, they can win with this lineup. Yeah, 100% they can. They can beat the, the Warriors. Okay, so what have they got? You got Herbert. He's gone, hasn't he? He fucked his, was it hamstring, hamstring was it? Mm. Yeah. So Herbert's gone. Pompey moves to the wing. Papali replaces uh, uh, Eliasa Katoa. Jack Murchie joins the bench. Hilarious that uh, that Manly loaned um, Hopper Junior to um, to the Warriors, and he's not even in the side this week. But oh, you know, maybe they want a couple of weeks to actually fucking train with him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a beggar's can't be choosers thing, though, either. But I mean, I guess in in his case, I mean, the, the he's not going to be named ahead of two of us and two of us isn't moving anywhere else. Yeah, um, unless he moves back home, you know, gets the shits like the others did. Um, look, I. I think I feel like the Warriors have been putting in. They've been been playing pretty strongly of late. Yep. I think that that kind of base level of playing pretty strongly that they've been operating at the, the last couple of weeks is about the equal of a good dogs performance. So it's really hard to say to pick who's going to win. But once again, we find ourselves the dogs. This is redemption round for them. They fucking they they fucking had it. They need they, they, they need to it. win this game. If the Warriors have played Penrith show up and put that defensive effort in, yep, I don't think the Dogs can. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, because the the Dogs, what their number one trouble is scoring points. Yeah, I mean, although you think that twenty eight would be fucking enough, or thirty would be enough. Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. I'm never gonna fucking. I, I I will never get over. I mean, like I never liked the Dogs anyway, but now, just win, motherfuckers. The, mm. the the hopes and dreams of an entire codes supporter base world. The I would world, go yeah. so far as to say the world. The world is in crisis at the I moment. I super league it is. I don't like Brisbane Broncos. And and the world needs this to heal. Exactly. You know, um, it doesn't sound like it's a straight line between some fucking guy eating a bat and the Broncos getting a spoon. It doesn't logically follow. That one solves the other, but it does. Believe yeah. me, believe me. If the Broncos does. get the spoon, all the COVID shit just dissolves. <laughs> the virus self-eradicates. It's literally like the end of Water of the Worlds, where there's enough fucking bi- microbes from the from the from <laughs> from the Earth's air has got into the the Martian fucking vessels and, and killed they all them. Die. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a long taking a lot longer because a rugby league season takes longer. Yeah. Yeah. It takes longer than a week worth of fucking earth microbes. Temper your expectations, world. You fucking shit cunts. If you'd have all social distance, we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. But we'll get you there. <laughs> do what you need to do, bulldogs. And finally, the uh, knights take on the cowboys at uh, McDonald Jones. The knights have uh, Daniel Saifidi. He's out after one game back in. Uh, so Jacob starts up front, and uh, Basami Solo returns on the bench. Cowboys 
Ruben Cotter comes in for Jake Granville on the interchange. Otherwise, same side. Now look, the Cowboys, the performance last week, up until that fucking part at the end where they bottled it, was very good. It's a performance that could beat a side of the standard of the Newcastle Knights. I just don't feel like the Cowboys, that's not their level. That was the level they achieved in that game. Yes. I don't think that's their week-on-week level, unfortunately for them. And once again, I am sure that Talalolo will have his way with the Knights when and how he feels. But that's that's been the story since forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, no matter what the Cowboys know, do, yeah. Exactly. He, he's going to run 200 plus. Yep. That that's great. It, yep. It's almost like you, you go up against the dogs last year and they were great for five tackles. Yep. And you didn't have to worry about the last because it was going to be so fucking ineffective. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't go past Newcastle here. Yep. The Knights have to win and the Knights and uh, you know the, the Knights will win. I'm, I, yep. I would assume. However, the Cowboys pull up like they did last week. It'll be it'll be close. Mm. It'll be a lot closer. Okay, mailbag for this week. And uh, let me actually go to my phone because I see I've fucked up one of these ones here. So let me just quickly uh, open up the old um, Twill Nation group. And uh, if you're not in the group, it's a uh, it's an amazing group. Hashtag Twill Nation. Search for it on Facebook because I don't remember what the URL is off the top of my head at the moment. But um, the mailbag. Bennett was first up. Any advice on walking the line between extracting moments of pure joy from the Broncos' implosion and not causing any further mental scarring on mates and colleagues that support them? Asking for a friend, I'm getting my pound of of flesh while the sun shines. Well, my advice to you would be put all thoughts of that out of your mind. Yes. They made their fucking bed. Yes. Consequences... Well, actions have consequences. Correct. And the action of them choosing or sheeping their parents into supporting the Broncos has consequences. Correct. And that is the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. They need to wear it. Yep. They need to suck it. Yes. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. You didn't do this to them. They did it to themselves. So don't feel about their mental... Sco- you know, don't... Their, their team's implosion and mental scarring that they have sustained as a result... Is not a concern of yours. 100%. All you need to do is like, and like you, you, you took the segment, you took the clip out of the show last week or the week before, whenever it was, where I was talking about being mindful and be present and fucking enjoy this time. That's all. That's what. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Mitch, <laughs> he said, I, "You should have enough to sink your teeth into this week already." Ha 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 ha. Toto Telstra versus Vodafone. So the story there was that, um, well, the story, the way I understand it was that the NRL was going to block Vodafone, Vodafone New Zealand from being the major sponsor of the Warriors that they have been for like the last fucking since forever, mm. you know, like 20 years odd, um, on account of the fact that Telstra being the naming rights sponsor of the, the competition and everything, yep. you know, 
protecting their you know their position blah 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 you know competing interests etc then um yeah there's a lot of outcry about that is you know rightly so i mean it's been it's you know they've been a long-term sponsor but then telstra actually came out i saw and they 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 tweeted out a a statement saying look you know we're happy for for vodafone new zealand to continue sponsoring the the club and so what what i don't know is did it come from telstra in the first place or did it come from the nrl i believe so i'm because that's the sure. key, that's the key piece really yeah i'm, I'm not sure that, that that it came from anywhere there's an exclusivity clause yep in telstra's current sponsorship deal yep and it's been there forever yep and it's just never it's just never been never been activated yeah it it was it was discussed and so it then was put to the warriors mm-hmm. that it was under consideration so that I assume would have been one of the conditions in the exclusivity clause that if it's ever chosen to be exercised, anyone that may potentially be affected would have to be given a certain amount of notice or yep. whatever. And that's all I assume that would have been. So I don't think you'll ever know whether it was Telstra that came in and went, hey, um, just noticed after 20-something years. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't really like that. Yeah. Uh, or if it was the NRL trying to maybe say, hey, look, what if you give us some more money for next year or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. can, you know, we, we can push that out. I honestly think it's fucking stupid and stems from an antiquated form of advertising and marketing when people went, oh, NRL uses Telstra, I'll just sign mm. up to Telstra. Yeah. And I don't see anybody else on the jerseys so they must have no competitors. <laughs> I will give whatever they give me and be happy with that. Yeah, shit doesn't work like that anymore. You know, it's no. Well, not not to mention in you in in you, you know, really, really, they're not they're not they're not like for like competitors either. Because I mean, it's, it's Vodafone New Zealand. It's I mean, obviously, it's a branding exercise for Vodafone in general. But Vodafone New Zealand don't provide mobile services they don't, to Australia. From, and Telstra don't provide services to New Zealand. They but, don't. I mean, it's an but, Australian but, but, but Vodafone do operate in Australia yeah, yeah. under exactly the same name yeah, with exactly. exactly the same logo. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like someone would ring Vodafone and go, hang on, did you see us on the Warriors jersey? Because if so, fuck off, we don't want your business. <laughs> now, that won't happen well, either. No. So it's not dumb from Vodafone to want to sponsor the, the, the cross-Tasman team. Um but the potential ill will to a brand yeah. for potentially cock-blocking a team, especially the team that's in the dire straits that the Warriors are. Yep, yep. If the Warriors weren't under the predicament they were in a normal season, I'm not sure it would have gone this way. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah you know, Telstra is a massive machine. And I must admit, and- Telstra have been doing a fucking great job lately on, like, the, the warm and fuzzy yep. public fronting sort of, you know, on the social did yep. you see the video they put out where it was just like with that comedian I can't remember his fucking name no. it was like it was Mark Humphreys it was like there was a video they put out where it was like and they, they put it on Twitter and it was like we can't believe we have to fucking do this but here it is oh, that guy. And, it was, and it was that sarcastic he's thing. like the he's like the Aldi Carrie Elways yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. <laughs> and it was like the doing like that, that, that satirical thing about the 5G yeah. and everything like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they've actually been, you know, killing it with that sort of thing. And once again, you know, I don't. Th- it's a shame that this thing had to come to a head in the first place. 
but I feel like they've certainly from the PR, you know, warm and fuzzy perspective. Again, I, I would suggest that there was just a required notice period to anyone that may be affected. Yep. That was given and somehow it's leaked. Well, you know? yeah, probably from the Warriors side exactly. to generate the outrage that it did, which generated the exactly. response that it did. So, yeah, done. Uh, biggest. Pasco said that Chris Lawrence set the standard at the club. Was he meaning to insult him? What lovely things would you have said about Chris Lawrence as his CEO? Well, maybe that's it. Like this fucking grey level of mediocrity <laughs> that that somehow fans have come to admit and and embrace. Like the the West Tigers, dude. Chris Lawrence fucking is the he mirrors the club. He's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like did some okay shit. You know, in two thousand and five. Yep. Um, had a tumultuous and was, pro- he the, was he the one dropping all the f bombs in the in the immediate post match interview on the um, field? Yeah, tumultuous and probably regrettable relationship with Robbie Farrell. Yep, and a slow fucking decline into an international cunt circus afterwards. Hips made of the finest china. Yeah, so there you go. Wish yeah. him all the best. Now. His pain can end. <laughs> may he may he now begin to ascend from ninth <laughs> into the positions one through eight of uh, his chosen life. of his chosen post football career enterprises. Yes, uh, Chris said, "Is the link?" This, and this is a couple of people. I say, Chris asked us this question, um, and then I scroll down and see who else as well. Ryan also asked this question. And also Nathan all came in with a similar sort of thing. So I'll just address it one time with Chris. He said, is the link between Rona and Six again and more injuries real? If so, is it worth it for a better game? And is the impact evenly spread by luck or strength and conditioning? How much will this factor in who wins a comp? Well, this year it'll factor in greatly. But I don't... And and yes, I think the link is real. However, the only... I feel like the only variable that is, there's, is at play here is that like a lot of things that Volandi does... Some by necessity, some by the fact that it's just it's just who he is. He shoots from the hip a lot, and he makes shit up on the fly a lot. And the whole six again and everything was very quickly, you know, quickly implemented without a lot of thought in advance and without a lot of notice. So what that did was it prevented teams having a preseason, an off season, and all that sort of thing tailored towards this is what the game is now. And instead, I think they had what two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks sort of thing. So. So, you know, no, no doubt it's real, but I don't. I think it's this anomaly. I don't think it will happen next year. And uh, some of the injuries are just fucking really like, just freak shit too. Like you know, people getting knocked out and you know HIA related shit and yeah, and, and and just like, and there's been some like weird like Kiri even last week like you know shit like that. That's not something that's because of the six again rule. That's just fucking bad. Like, you know, it's just bad luck. There's there's so much that goes into it in terms of, you know, you, you can look across the injuries. Yep. You know, and the, the Roosters are a good example. You know, there's, just look at last week. They had three players that went out. Mm-hmm. And two of those were from actions in a tackle. Yep. So, Kiri had his ribs exposed and just mm-hmm. copped a fucking like absolute like the worst chance fucking shot yep. time ever. Um and Orbison 
had his fucking arm rolled over on yep. and it's fucked his wrist. Yep. So out of those three that happened in the game, two of them can completely just comp- not be attributed random to anything situation. to do with yeah. the six again thing. And that's not the case. I'm not saying that's the case for all of the injuries that have gone through. But if you look across, but the even there's levels, like there's like even there's like ACLs and there's ACLs. Like um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who else did their ACL recently. I would but, I'd suggest there's more to be done in terms of injuries from the same grounds being used for multiple games. Yeah, and we've really seen Bankwest uh, exposed, and and yeah. the, and the Cowboys one for that matter, not even through multiple games, but just being exposed as just shitty surfaces that we yep. didn't think they're they're both brand new. You know, That's like, it. now again. The, it's never just one factor. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a tipping point. Players have been getting faster and stronger, and and every club are looking for that that one to two percent improvement. You know, be it in speed, be it in power, be it in acceleration, whatever it is. The increase in that stuff with players, m- mixed with a change or or a decline or, or a drop in quality of playing surface, mm-hmm. when those two lines intersect. Perhaps that's the reason for all of these. Yep. I'm not sure the six again rule has too much to do with it. Um, the- well, it's definitely it's definitely removed the the small thirty second you know to a minute periods of you know rest and like no activity and things like that. That like that a, a scrum or a penalty situation like you know a kick for line would it has normally nor- normally it has. But even in those increased times of the ball in play, not all players are exerting themselves to the same level. And in speaking to a couple of people that deal with this sort of stuff for a living, they don't see that an increased time of the ball in play would have an across-the-board level of increase in injuries. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen other physios say you know the opposite though too. So yeah, and I well, think, sorry, you know, well, let me let me clarify that. Yeah. That that yes, if you are using something more, then there is a higher chance of it breaking. Yes, that that's not up yep. for debate. Yep, that's fucking fact. Yep. However, just by the fact of the ball being counted as in play, you know, you you look at in an offensive team if the ball's in play more. Yep. They they may go left for three tackles out of the five. Your right hand edge are essentially walking. Yeah. So just the ball being in play isn't causing yep. those injuries more. Yeah, but I mean, on the other side of the ball, I mean, it is constant. Like, you know, the line's the line. That where, you know, it doesn't matter where the, mm-hmm. you know, where, where the yeah. ball's going necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still, you know, you're back 10, running yeah. 10, forward 10, back 10, forward yeah. 10, you know. So, um, so thank you to, I think it was like three or four people who asked a similar sort of same sort of thing. So, um, good reading up the thread and everything, guys. But um, we thank you for your questions. Terry has put in a, a screenshot of an article in here um, uh, from Harry Harry and Naira on the NRL uh, Facebook page, and uh, he said the headline is that Harry and Naira glad he was caught out, and the quote is, "I'm 25 now. I needed this wake up call." So he's like, "This is this implies he's done it with more than once with the school kiddies. How many schools did he visit at Penrith, and did he take a coat hanger with him every time?" Yeah. Well, remember Harry and Naira's biggest crime was that. He picked up a school teacher to fuck at the same time as his fucking 
Jamali just caused no, it wasn't he, a school teacher. He he fucked the teacher, I didn't did he not? And 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 the Jamali just cosplay guy fucked the fucked the the school students. Well, what I remember was that well, no, it wasn't the teacher. She was still a student, but he just picked her up as a Tinder swipe, and she alluded to the fact that she was a teacher. Whereas Idris two she sent him a photo of herself yeah, in her yeah, uniform yeah, yeah. with him the day before. Yeah, yeah. Going like, hey. Yeah, we saw you at school. This is wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, oh, I'm 100% against fucking children. I think I, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who would disagree with your stance outside of... Dennis Ferguson and NRL clubs that are associated with Dennis yeah, Ferguson that's based on what we've decided tonight. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I hope here that CHN is alluding to the fact that it was more so the party lifestyle and the, yeah. you know, picking up a girl picking everywhere up randoms goes, or, you know, Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, it, it was easy enough for me as a fucking frumpy... You know, middle-aged, divorced father. <laughs> like the ease at which I found it on Tinder. Yeah. So if some of the professional sportsmen, what you're saying? Well, you know, yeah. like if I took my shirt off and put a fucking shirtless photo, and my bio just said "professional NRL player," <laughs> like my my phone would legit have a vaginal meltdown. Yeah. And just be like, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> Like a biohazard thing had come up and just yeah. be like, we, we have a duty of care to you to just not let you fuck this much. <laughs> so, um, I hope that's what he's talking about. I assume that's what he what he was talking about. That um, it's it's hard to it's hard to, to gauge that strictly from the headline, but yeah. Um, where are we? Jai said uh, all the talk of the Grant Momorowski swap deal has been about what happens with Grant. I think we should take a moment to think about how glorious it would be. If not only does Grant go back to Melbourne, but Momorowski also wants to stay with Melbourne because, you know, <laughs> fuck the Tigers. I don't think anyone gives a fuck about what Momorowski does. He's, a, he's the forgotten man in the whole yeah, thing because is. Harry Grant's a fucking legitimate commodity. Yes. And Momorowski's just kind of there. Again, a, a good workman in his position, mm-hmm. but not somebody that Craig Bellamy couldn't pick up a clone of somewhere else and turn yeah. them into the same quality player. Yep. Uh, Tristan, what was the weekend's biggest rugby league fail? Broncos defense for Kotrick's first try, Kyle Fels. Proctor biting, in quotes. Johnson milking, in quotes. Or the Tigers? Uh, none of those things. The fucking Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. They fail. Manage out And the, the fucking, fucking Cowboys. And I guess Kyle Felt, you know, you, yeah. you, you've mentioned there. So maybe that. Um, Matthew said, I'm loving the Broncos implosion. The Seabold Rumors, TPJ, the Hotel Fine, Milford and Boyd in general, etc. At least the Broncos can take solace that their best player on the weekend has chosen to go to the Titans. Can't wait for next week's episode. Hashtag enjoying it while it lasts. As are we all, sir. Yes. Um, Chris said, with uh, CHN looking to play finals footy this year, instead of collecting a spoon at the dogs, should all Canterbury players try to root school kids to go to a better club? <laughs> no. I would, uh, whilst I whilst I acknowledge the success of his of his gambit, I just would start not suggest- coaching your club. I'll get rid of you for no reason. <laughs> um, 
Cat said, uh, is there any truth to the story that a lot of old-time Broncos, including some still involved, wanted Kevy as a coach and have undermined Seabold continually and from day one, with some of the players giving him no chance of succeeding? I would imagine Fluffy and Alf in it up to their eyeballs. There you go. Honestly, I feel like whilst there is a contract with Darius Boyd that needs to be paid... Mm. I think if if I were a coach and people were undermining me, if they if I couldn't get rid of them completely, like mm-hmm. probably Darius, he can go play for fucking Q Cup or whatever. And if Alfie's just employed as a as a trainer, and he's and he was like, I mean, you wouldn't retain anyone around you that was like that. No, and you'd be under no obligation to. That's it. So 100%. I don't. So, so I don't think so. I think, I mean, whilst there seems to be, um, you know, divisions into playing ranks and there are some probably now there's probably splits with, you know, players not, not being a fan of Seabold and that, that translates to their performances and their, you know, their intensity and their, you know, willingness to, you know, chase a fucking break all the way down, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I don't think it's anything as overt as, as that because, you, you know, if, if, you, if someone's that overt about it, then that's easily solved. Correct. You fuck them off immediately. Yep. And you would see sensationally, Alan Lang has been fucking, you know, there's Al, Alfie's a Broncos legend, but there's nothing fucking keeping him there if he was a cunt. Yep. Correct. I, I think that anyone would anyone could fire him very simply. Well, here's the thing. Alfie's an employee of that club. Exactly. And they don't have to pay him out, what is it, $3.8 million Yep. If they do it? Yep. So. Even you- as much as the board and everything would love Alfie. Yep. Can you imagine Seabold going in and saying that he's being bullied? Yeah. And tell me he's not. And I'm. let me put that out this way. Yeah, he'd walk Work, in there and go, you're like, look. <laughs> workplace bullying is not okay. Alfie, Alfie's been bullying me. Call him Mossad. I need to fucking, I, I need someone to go through the computers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> workplace bullying is not okay. And I, I don't want to at all dip into that culture of if you're being bullied, you know, don't speak up about it, but but Seabold looks exactly the cunt to me that would use HR laws one hundred percent in his favour. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So fuck him. And that's it for those guys. Now uh, tipping this week, King Kong maintains his uh his uh, two point lead over the rest of the pack. Uh, then we've got a bit of a log jam followed second place, Benny 89, followed by JBB, Matt, Cowboy on a blood buzz. And then back one to Andy nightmare and back again to my Corona and Tuzi. Nice. And that's it for episode 364. Thanks for listening. Everyone, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow. I just want to give a quick shout oh, out though. Yes. Before we close off. Yeah. I want to, and you're talking about the Spotify yes. things. Amazing. These spawned from a question that we had on the members podcast last week, um, just asking us about, uh, I think it was, a, it was a question trying to bait us into saying that, that hip hop post 2010 is, is shit. And um, I think much to, much to the surprise of the questioner, mm. we actually both had a long list of things yeah. to suggest. So, and, uh, so we, we gave some of our favorite uh, tracks that had come out post 2011, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just threw it in the Facebook group that, you know, that, that was ours in the members pod. That's fine for members, but for everybody else, what are some yep. of your tracks that you'd mm-hmm. recommend? And there were, you know, some fucking dumb cunts couldn't follow instructions. 
Uh, As the- I would like to fucking remind Clevo, it's a hip hop thread. The fucking hilltop hoods do not belong in a hip hop thread, or a thread where people are suggesting fucking- good music. I'm a fucking Aussie, and I'm poor, and I ride the fucking bus. But you know, drinking VB, drinking stubbies of VB. That's okay. I'm 45 years old and, you know, I'm, you know, Jesus, fuck, man. That was fire. Yeah. I'm, I'm now better than the Hilltop Hoods. That was fire, man. I would have won a rap battle. <laughs> if there was the Aussie 8 Mile, they're dead. What's that? What, what is it? Like 14, you know, 17 point something kilometers? Thank <laughs> like, that and you're fucking I'm angry at my dad because he wouldn't let me go to a fucking party so I put giant fucking things and stretch my earlobes out you fucking wanking that's your blink one you too no that's my wanking park okay <laughs> <laughs> oh. white privilege well, he did more than stretch his earlobes out let's be honest <laughs> and did he get was he dolphin conversion I, don't, I think I think I think uh, Cherry Evans conversion. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so he was the go-go gadget. Inspector Lincoln. Depression's not a laughing matter. No. Um, but, but. Uh, a fucking so there is one for rock and and all things on that side, and so there's, there's one for hip hop. There's the thread, mm-hmm. but fucking this, this is a decent contribution for most valuable contributor yep. when you're voting for the Twillies at the end of the year. Uh, Michael R in the Facebook group has gone and created Spotify playlists. Um, they're in the threads. Go and fucking find them, uh, and he's even opened them up so other people can add songs to them uh but what a fucking way for recommendations from uh your fellow twill nation members about no matter what sort of genre of music you're into um yeah and what i'll and for people who aren't in the facebook group and who are interested in the show notes on the website this week i'll actually put the spotify links to the two playlists in question fuck so, i love this group yeah fucking great best fucking group of listeners out there love all you cunts yeah it's so fucking good, but you'd, yeah, nev- you'd, thanks, nev- you'd never, you'd never get out, you'd never get this out of those, out of those little cut holes on Twitter. Yeah, never. Um, so yeah, the group in question hashtag Twill Nation Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. If you're not in there, fucking get in there. Yeah, get in there. Um, we're also on Facebook dot com forward slash This Week in League. You'll see the episode releases and things like that there. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts as we put them up, help us spread the word. If you'd like to support the show, easiest way, drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine a month. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, we had a review from uh, TJ eight two eight three two four five. TJ, and I, and I want to say. Tavita Jr. Potentially, potentially. And I just want to say, teach me your secret, sir. Because we've had situations in the past where people have left us reviews or they've said, I left a review, you didn't read it out in the show, what's doing? 
So honestly, mate, didn't see the review. Let's go back to Apple. Let's go back to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It was, and let's have a look. There's no review there. You didn't happen to, by any chance, swear in your review. I did actually. I said shit or something. That's mm. why you need yep. to clean it up. Anyway, TJ eight two eight three two four five. Teach us your ways, sir. The the subject line of the review: funny cunts, five stars. <laughs> The text of the review, proper funny cunts who give a good side into league, inside into league. Teach us how did you get that through the fucking, maybe maybe they've loosened the reins, I don't know. But maybe it doesn't show up on iTunes and it's only like the, the iTunes monitoring service that I use that tells yeah. us about the rankings and reviews and things like that. Maybe, it, maybe it, Apple's it community it. manager ate about Who fucking knows? Um, I think that's about it. Fuck me. We went long tonight. Hey, on the show notes, I can also put up the text the text exchange of SMSs that we had earlier this evening, where it's like literally. Let me fucking let me look at the exact wording. <laughs> you said uh, in referring to when you were going to come over tonight, uh, eight forty five, and we can blast through it. And I said, this is entirely untrue, but let's pretend that we can. <laughs> sure enough, you were here at about 8.45, 8.50. And here we are two hours and 36, later, 36 minutes later, probably on our longest episode of the year. Correct. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Broncos. <laughs> it's just too much Broncos, all Broncos, all the time. See you next week. Later. <laughs>